This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast. It's Stanford Chidge here, and it's our occasional show, occasional show called In Off the Post, where we read through the wonderful emails sent in by our ever so lovely and loyal listeners and uh, wordsmiths, in fact, because the emails are usually very, very good. And tonight is no exception, and there are a lot of them. But before we get into that, uh, it's a good, fine welcome to my companion in crime, Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Lovely to be on the show. You know how much I love these I emails. I love reading them out. And um, everybody is so uh, fluent and fluid and frequently says things much more coherently than you and I do. They make far much more sense than you and I, much don't they? Much more sense than you and I do, ever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a three-parter tonight, JK, because, I mean, basically what we're doing is we're, we're catching up from when I was away on holiday. And uh, I think uh, you were ill, weren't you, uh, the second yeah, week? Yeah. Uh, yeah. when Dean was in charge and uh, therefore we didn't do those and then I had a busy week last week so we've only just got round to it now so it's going to be quite it's going to like be a, a bit of a kind of a, 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 a journey through history really because some of these emails are about two or three weeks old before we started winning games so it's going to be interesting to see what the narrative arc is because I've done them in chronological order so there you go well I won't be as um, uh, acerbic as I would have been had we had them at the time we're doing them at the time because uh, I have mellowed. I, know, I know it has been noted. You may even see that by the end of the emails, but there we go. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, as I said, three parts. So we've got eight, eight emails approximately per part. Uh, so we'll kick off with the first one then. Kevin Wright. Hello, Kevin. Hi, gentlemen. Love the podcast. Thank you very much. Can I say what a great substitute Dean has been? No. Oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> of course you can it, he's fucking marvelous dean so Love be it. careful to you might end up spending more time on the bench and me as well and me as well i thought it worked really well did, so uh chidge and i will be uh we'll be off we'll pensioned be off, from... off mate yeah yeah it'll happen soon enough jk uh, and i, I will end up in an old people's home doing our own podcast yeah doing the own podcast for three people in the front room good 
Um, I don't get to the bridge these days, but started watching in the 70s, was a season ticket holder in the 80s and early 90s. I've seen some good matches and some poor. And like us all, I remember sitting in the West Stand on a wet and windy night watching a ZDS Cup match playing playing somebody on either side, praying, I'm so sorry, somebody on either side would score so we, di- we didn't have to endure another 30 minutes of extra time. Yeah, it's got those moments when you're thinking, God, this is so tedious. I just what could somebody score, please? I might be looking back with rose-tinted glasses, but I don't ever remember the fans booing the team, not even when we lost to Middlesbrough on that farce of a playoff system that I think lasted all of one season. I think they're the response to that was run on the pitch trying to hit them, wasn't it, actually, Kevin? <laughs> Anyway, I have a theory. True. I have a true. <laughs> no, no booing. It was just to get them fighting. Yeah, I have a theory. I apologise if this isn't original. Has been spouted before, but I believe a lot of the match-going fans of today have only known Chelsea as this trophy-winning team. I think your theory is right. Of the last twenty odd years, well, I, I, I think I don't know. I can, I can, I objection, objection, Your Honour. Oh, okay. Objection. Yes, yes. What have you got to say for yourself, Gigi? What I will say is this: is that it is a fact. Not a chidge fact, a real fact that uh, Chelsea has the highest age of season ticket holders in the Premier League, and the in, the thing that I've always been tickled by, and I know this because I, I remember speaking to Bruce Buck and back in the day, and the new owners now, um, but the average age of uh, the average age of Chelsea season ticket holder or the, is fifty eight. And so there are, I mean, a, 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 there is a majority of season ticket holders, I believe, or at least third, who are my age and older. So, you know, they, they you know, we haven't been supporting Chelsea for the last 20 odd years. So, you know, if, uh, I, I mean, I've said this before, you know, but I, I think I think that uh, the trouble is, Kevin, uh, is Kevin, isn't it? Uh, 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 the winning is addictive, and through winning comes entitlement. So I think even my uh, my our generation is guilty of that. So uh, I admit it completely. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. The facts are that we have the oldest uh, age of uh, season ticket holder in the Premier League, and that age is fifty eight, the average, and and upwards. So there you go. But um, I think he could also be referring to people who actually don't attend. The bridge, couldn't he? Because I think there are large numbers of people. No, he said match. He said match-going fans. Oh, he's talking about. I, I believe that a lot of the match-going fans of today have only known yeah, Chelsea as right. this trophy-winning trophy right. team. You're right. You're right. Yes, he's he's yes. Because I would I would say there are large numbers of those who don't who, who don't make many of the games who have that problem uh, because they can't get tickets because they're all seats are occupied by old codgers. Um, we have bed anyway, blockers, mate. We are. We are. Well, I'm going to try and block somebody's bed for as long as I possibly can. Um, uh, anyway, only known Chelsea as this trophy-winning team of the last 20-odd years, haven't gone through the lows of being relegated and going into a stadium where there was a little tea room at the back of the shed. I remember it well. Wagon bar. wheels. Wagon wheels and boot laces tied up on the railings or toilets with half a roof as there was in the old West Stand. Yeah, the toilets were terrible in the West Stand. Ah, God. Anyway, so therefore, feel it as a given and uh, feel it as a given and their right to see a successful and trophy winning team every week when the team struggles like it is now, also feel entitled to boo. I'm not so sure, Kevin, that you're right. I remember a lot of booing in the past. It was, it was, you know, if a, the game was really dreadful. There was booing, definitely booing, and specifically booing certain players, I'm afraid. Well, I'm Mary, sorry. remember Mary? Poor old Mary Houseman. Mm. He was given such a hard time, and yet 
was a very skilled skilled individual is i think part of it was he just he looked as if he wasn't committing a lot and he danced around a bit a bit like havertz he's a bit havertz like actually um but uh he scored some he scored a goal in the cup final of course didn't he went through sprakes died because the horse of the year show had been there a few days before uh, or was it that i think that that rumor was thrown away i think it was the fact that the uh there'd been terrible rain as well but anyway they were using it as a, for anything trying to get money wembley so the pitch wasn't in a state to hold a cup final. Um, anyway, um, I get frustrated the same as any Chelsea fan. If your team is going through a rough patch, booing the team is not going to help them gain confidence. I mean, I agree completely. I don't boo. I won't I boo. I don't boo. I'll boo. No, I'll boo a ref. I'll boo the referee. I'll boo a manager I don't like. Yeah, and a manager, yeah. Uh, I yeah, won't boo not, the players. Not, not, uh, and opposition, opposition asses, opposition, but I will not boo our players. Absolutely agree. I'm happy to boo. I remember booing Carragher for just being Carragher. Um, uh, anyway, I know Chidge and JK like a song. So I think score, score, come on you Chelsea and score. If you get one, you'll get more. Seems an appropriate song to sing at the moment. We'll sing you assembly when we get to Wembley. Get to so Wembley. come on you Chelsea and score, score, score. Martin used to love that song. You'll get more. Dr. Martin used to love that song. I liken the owners to a bad Bake Off contestant. Ooh, interesting. They've gone into the cupboard, yes. Got a lot of expensive, unripe, miscellaneous, I thought tripe, yeah. Got a lot of expensive, unripe, miscellaneous ingredients. Put them in a bowl, mixed them up, put them in the oven, not cooked it for long enough. Expected an award-winning cake. I like that image. Great. I like cuisine, a cuisine image, Kevin. I love it. It just doesn't happen like that. No, well, it does occasionally on uh, Bake Off. It just doesn't happen like that, nor does doing the same with a football team. Uh, yeah, I, we're, we're as I say, we, as we said at the beginning, if this was three weeks ago, I'd be going, yes, Kevin, yes, yes, yes. Whereas I'm now going, oh, perhaps they did get the ingredients right after all. But anyway, let's see. It needs the right ingredients and the right mix with the right time to cook. We don't have all the ingredients at the moment due to injuries. I don't think it's down to injuries. I don't think the injuries. I think it was just playing together we don't have the right mix as players are playing out of position i don't think they are anymore we need a decent recipe which i'm not sure potch has got yet sorry if the load of our waffle it is not waffle kevin it's Kev, a cake it not, it's not a Kev. waffle it's a cake it's yeah hey clever we put sorry another cake reference clever it must be the healthy diet that the missus has me on uh, me too that i'm dreaming of sweet and tasty things sweet sweet potato oh just as i'm i'm am i uh, just as i am uh craving for three points and good performances as we are craving for three points and good performances getting better getting better we will get our cake we will enjoy eating it even more when it comes it just might take time to cook very very good imagery i love it i love it a cake a cake email fantastic it's brilliant you know if i can extend the metaphor slightly i think i think to conflate everything in kev's brilliant email i think the problem that we have is that Chelsea supporters, both old and young, want to have their cake and to eat it too? Uh, uh, clever, like a bit of cake. Yes, absolutely. because I, I think I, I mean, you see, I, I, you know, anybody with half a brain would agree with well, exactly what you said, Kev. Is that you? You can't, you know, assemble a completely new team of young, unproven talent and expect them to gel straight away and be world beaters. It just doesn't happen. I don't think anybody would disagree with you on that. I think why people have got the hump, and I know that this is 
this is a, an arguable point. So, you know, but the fact of the matter was the season before they came in, we finished top four. We 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 were literally a, 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 a gnat cock away from winning two cup finals. Uh, we got to the quarterfinal, I think, in the in the Champions League and we beat Real Madrid in their own backyard. We'd won the World Club Cup champ, uh, Champions thing and the UEFA Cup. We were there or thereabouts. Now, OK, I know you can argue that we needed to get rid of a lot of these players, possibly. Uh, we, we needed to change things. But, you know, I think I think a lot of people think, well, hang on a minute. We were like, we're, we're the world, world champions. You know what we are. One minute. And suddenly it's all been ripped up because somebody's got a great idea and let's all start from scratch again and i think that's that's where you've got a bit of you know a lot of people with the hump um i know a lot of the points i've just made there are arguable but uh, i think it's 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 a fair point that you know i think there's a lot of people thinking it didn't need to it, we didn't need to do this it didn't need to be so drastic and we don't have to wait you know why should we have to wait for two or three years before this may or may not work I mean, it's really interesting, isn't it, JK? Because over the last few weeks, we've all got happier because we've been winning. So, you know, football fans are that dumb and fickle. You know, basically, if your team wins, we're happy. If your team mm. loses, we hate everything. You and, know. and really, they've done exactly what we were talking about doing in the fan cast last year, which was getting rid of all the people who didn't make any effort. Well, yes, that's true. It. They've done it. They've but you see, the thing is, what, 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 what you, I mean, you know, and, and I, and, you know, it's kind of, I feel stupid saying this because you, you can't deal with unknowns, can you? But you could ask, well, what would have happened to the team that we had, that Tuchel had, had, uh, you know the uh, you know the sanctions not happened, and we had to change ownership. You know we we'll never know, of course, but you know there's a there's a good chance that we might we might still be you know where we were with Tuchel. People say, oh, yeah, but Tuchel was shit from most last season. No, he wasn't. We were we we put in one of the best performances I've ever seen Chelsea put in when we hammered Juventus four nil in the Champions League, and we were top of the league. And then Ben Chilwell and Reese James got injured. Lukaku threw his toys out of the pram. We got buggered by COVID and the fixture congestion in Christmas. And then we were coming out of that with still a lot of injuries. And boom, the government screwed us. So I, I, don't, I don't buy into the, oh, Tuchel was shit argument. Because I, <laughs> sorry, mate. If, if Tuchel being shit won us the World Club Championship and got us to two cup finals which we only barely lost in top four and beating Real Madrid then I'd like to see him when he's good that was somehow rewriting history though wasn't it Chidge that was revisionist stuff it was just bizarre well I, 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 I've got a long memory and I remember what it was like you know but the thing is we'll never know and I mean here's the other thing right I mean talking to history it's a good point mate there's no point living in the fucking past you know what is what's done is done we can't change that we cannot go back Roman's not coming back, nor is Tuchel. It's moved on, and you have to live in the present and the future. You can't live in the past. We are where we we are. So you know, Kev, to round off your point, you know, the only thing we have, we the only thing we can do as supporters is to to you know turn up every week and and support the players and and hope for the best. You know, that's all you can do really as a supporter, isn't it, J.K. And not boo them. No, never bow a blue. That absolutely right. Whoops, shit. Oh, I remember. Carry on talking. Spoke. I just managed to pour vape all over myself. 
Uh, I remember poor old Soxie being booed for throwing his shirt down. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. And it, it was, I remember at the time being all high and mighty saying, you don't do that. You don't do that to a Chelsea shirt. Oh, dear me, he'll be off. He'll be sold. And of course, I wasn't thinking straight because uh, he'd been treated terribly. See, now, was, nowadays, that'd be called a bit of passion. Oh, good to be a bit of passion. You know. And he was, he was uh, the fact we brought him back again was a moment of great um, prescience. Wrong expression, wrong word. It was, a, it was brilliantly done by Bates because he really was a top player. He blimey. was, he was indeed. Yeah. Right, well done, Kev. Great email, I like that. And uh, nice to have somebody who's been around uh, the block and uh, watched Chelsea for a long time writing in. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Thank you. Right, Michael Murray, <clears throat> one of our uh, our newer listeners, but he's very he's he's very engaging, as I think of the word is, isn't it? Anyway, dearest Stanford Chidge or Dean and Jonathan, the carpenter kid, the carpenter, the carpenter, carpenter. The carpenter. What's all that about? You have to explain yourself on that one, Michael. Anyway, and esteemed guests, if applicable, not it's NA today, N slash A, Michael. It's just me and JK. Hope everybody is well. And if Chidgy's back, I hope you enjoyed your holiday. I, I very much did, Michael. I had a great time. Thanks. Just a few questions. Oh, this is a good question. Who are the best Chelsea people to follow on Twitter? I'm already following the fancast members. Also... Who are the best people to stay away from on Twitter to do with Chelsea? Uh, well, sadly, mo- most of them. Uh, do you know what I might do, Michael? I might, I might assemble. I'm finding Twitter almost unusable at the moment. I, all, all I seem to get is, you know, right wing nutters from all over the world, mad people basically. And I'm sure this has got something to do with Elon Musk and what he's doing with the. Uh, with the algorithms i mean none of these people i follow at all it's just in it, and i it's it, all, all my chelsea twitter follows are, are lost in this miasma of fucking lunacy but anyway michael I, what i might do is make a, a list of chelsea people to follow and make it make it a list on twitter which i will make public and then you can access it um the best people to well if you want to avoid the worst people on twitter every time you see something stupid mute them or block them and then that will hopefully uh, you know siphon them out won't it i would agree with that completely yeah yeah if somebody comes in and is abusive or just says well i suppose in, in some instances just don't agree with anything you've said but it, uh, the worst people i find is is somebody who treats you as if you're a third person they go this bloke doesn't understand anything about football it's rather than put jonathan i think you've you off the mark here or I don't really agree with you, mate, or something. The fact they go, this bloke, which means they're not including you at all and they're looking to an audience for their own approval, as if somehow they've got their own audience. The second they do that, they're blocked for me because that's just not... They're not entering any kind of uh, discussion. Happy to discuss. Um, But otherwise, it's pretty obvious, yeah, that if somebody comes on and and is... is, Also, if their views are unbelievably negative to a degree or even uh, pretty obvious some people are just racist you know racist and uh, um, uh, abusive to players that don't deserve it you know I if anybody's anti-Mount I'm sorry I don't I I don't get it poor old Mount we'll find the story out what happened with him Um, but you can say yes he didn't play very well happy with it or yes there's a debate about it but just to make make you know uh, appalling negative comments about something you soon 
you soon discover who you can just you know move in and out of yeah. your of your timeline. You know, trouble with Twitter is it's full of people who think they know what they're talking about and they know yeah. they know what's happening. And the reality is, none of us know. We're not there. We're not the person. We're not on the training pitch, etc., 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 etc. It's full of fucking experts in in absolutely bugger all. Anyway, we digress, Michael. Uh, after hearing Jason Cundy saying he won't shave his beard until Chelsea next win. I've decided not to cut my hair until we next win a game, so I'm hoping we can take three points from Villa on Sunday. <laughs> the optimist in me is saying we will win 2-1, but the realist in me is saying either a 1-0 loss, you got that right, or a 0-0 draw. As we all know, the Chelsea players could not score in a brothel at the moment. As you see at the start of my email, I've introduced... Je- oh, here we go. Here comes the explanation. Oh, 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 oh. Is it religious? I don't is it know. Well, we'll find out. I've, I've introduced... We'll just call you Joseph. I've introduced JK as the carpenter. That's because I watched an episode of One Foot in the Grave where Victor Meldrew needed his doors fixed. And ah. then in comes JK. Chippy I was just, Joe was my character, yeah. yeah. What, what, Joe? Chippy, Chippy Joe. Joe. All right. Yeah. I was just wondering if you're still doing carpentry, as I have a few doors that need putting up. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> and lastly, after hearing JP's email on the last in off the post about Chidge keeping JK in his box, I missed that one. I would like to mention I like hearing JK rant on, whether it be on the show or fan bites. The other things I, I most look forward to on the weekend is JK ranting on the fan bites. All the best and up the Chels, Michael LeBeuf Murray. Uh, a cracking you, talk talking of uh Cundy saying he won't shave his beard until chelsea next win um 10 years ago michael i went to see chelsea uh play brentford in the fa cup at brentford when we were being managed by rafa benitez a manager i loathed and despised with every fiber of my being and uh i had grown a beard about a week or two before because it was fucking cold and i didn't want to shave basically because it was a particularly cold winter that winter uh and i got to the ground and the absolutely wonderful human being that is walter otten if anybody knows waltz they'll know what i mean bounded up to me gave me a big hug and a kiss and said chidge you've grown a beard is it a raffarout protest beard and i said <laughs> and i said i said no it's not waltz but it is now and I vowed not to shave off my beard until Rafa went. Well, anyway, basically he went, but the beard stayed because uh, uh, all the important women in my life uh, absolutely loved my beard. It obviously tickled their fancy. Be careful how you say that. Uh, so I've kept the beard, but there you go. So I know all about cutting your, not cutting your hair and stuff. So well done you. I presume you probably cut your hair by now, but there you go. Anyway, uh, next email, JK. Can I just say that it was a very funny scene um, with uh, uh, um, Richard Chippy Wilson, Joe. yeah, Chippy Joe. Richard Wilson was lovely, really sweet man. Um, and uh, the gag was that I hadn't put the hinges in the door. All I'd done was shave the door and left it standing. And he, of course, um, very conscientiously makes his lunch. He's lost his voice, makes his lunch because he's got some kind of flu, some kind of germ, and leaves it lying on the floor. And uh, the door falls down and crushes his lunch. <laughs> that was the big gag. Um, but uh, but yeah, thank you. So it's clever, you see. Keep Chid JK in his box as if I made a box. You see, he's clever. He's got clever in Michael. You see. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, um, thank you very much for saying, Michael, that you like my stuff. I appreciate it very much. Terrific. Uh, this is from Ian Wood. Greetings all. Todd Bowley and Co. Are partway through their plan to destroy our club, replace it with a tourist adventure soccer day experience. Well, 
lots of people are still believing that. Uh, and on top of everything else, they've destroyed it in a little over a year. The three recent developments are major waning signs, warning signs of what their aims are, namely the end of subsidized coach travel, reducing family areas so they can sell their stupid and expensive dugout zone tickets and the online ticket system. Um, but to be fair to them, I think the dugout thing is because those are sort of prime seats in in baseball, aren't they? And they are charging unbelievably ridiculous prices for yeah, them. One thousand seven hundred quid a time. Well, you know, if if it, it, it there are if that they many. had a moral compass, they wouldn't. But they don't. They're yeah. just in it for profit, mate. I agree. I agree. I agree completely. But at the same time, if they're trying to, yeah, I, I, yeah, there isn't an argument that goes against what you've just said, actually. But yeah, it's yeah, yeah. and they're always full. <laughs> So, you know, yeah. They're not um, actually. Well, they were every time I've looked down, they've been full. So mm, I've heard recently. that they've not always been full. Okay. And well, Westview is really struggling to sell. Oh, that's struggling. Yeah, well, of course, that makes sense. Too many seats like that. It's too ridiculous because yeah. basically it's the same as. Although that as wasn't every... their idea, to be fair. No, it wasn't. Indeed, that was. That was, um, that was pre them. Pre, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But anyway. Anyway, um, for league games, the only way for members to get tickets now is being directed to seats Westview only. I prefer to watch a game on TV than sit up there, let alone pay well over £100 for the dishonour. It's a 1000 isn't it, for the dishonour? Lots of members will stop going, and many already have. Yes, that's right. They will turn to the season ticket holders over the next season or two because these investment wankers don't want old-school Chelsea fans attending. I think you're right. We don't buy carrier bags of overpriced shite from the megastore or spend much at all while at the ground. It's time to protest now and make your feelings clear when attending games that you don't like how our club has and is being and is being run. I think that works. That works, Ian, if the team stops getting any points. I think then you're on a, a roll for that. The problem is if the if the club starts if the team starts performing, that that starts running out because people ultimately want the team to win. Anyway, some frustrations came out at booze at the end of the game at Bournemouth and Villa today. Let's give the team some proper support while telling Bowley what we think of what he's done and is doing. Starting with the Brighton game on Wednesday, we'll be singing, fuck off, Todd Bowley, you're not welcome here. Join in, make it loud. It's time to protest. Did we hear a few of those, Chidge? I think we did, actually. I didn't know, I don't know, because I wasn't there. Of course not. I think we heard a few, but it, it, it became less when, of course, we won. And that is the problem. If the team starts doing well on the pitch, I, I'm I'm not sure people will be, uh, they'll be worried about what they're trying to do, but I, I, it won't have the same impact. That's mm. just, that's football life, I'm afraid. Well, I mean, I have to say, as you will not be surprised to hear, because that, that's almost like a, 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 a precede version of my uh, last CFC UK article. But I'm, I'm just quoting you, actually, Chuj. Oh, are you? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, basically, I I agree with you. Most sorry, you meant this was you meant sorry you meant this letter was yeah yes, yeah Ian's Ian's email anyway. yeah I mean I, I I agree with with most of what he says in there. Um, the, the, the I mean look, I think things will get worse off the pitch. They're only here for one reason, and that's to make money. And I think that the I think J.K. is also right. I'm afraid, uh, Ian. You know, in these days, support is so fragmented anyway. Um, that uh, that when the team are winning, you know, everything gets forgotten, I'm afraid. And the other thing is, I mean, I'll give you an, another example. <clears throat> there are very few clubs in the Premier League these days who can successfully organise, um, you know, a stay-away protest. 
I mean, at the Trust, we have never, ever, ever argued that, that we should do that. Because on the one hand, you know, who are we to tell people not to turn up when they've paid good money for their seat? And secondly, you know, you just you just can't you can't guarantee getting enough people to go ahead and do it. What I would say counter to that, though, is that there'll be a flashpoint, I suspect, around the stadium unless they do the right thing. Um, And there may well be a big flashpoint about season ticket increases if they're massive, which they may well be. And the only thing I will say is if they press the wrong buttons and it affects a lot of people in one go, then you might get... I mean, you know, all I, all I would say is remember the European Super League and how brilliantly Chelsea supporters dealt with that with about 3,000 of them turning up at Fulham Road very angry. Um, so the Chelsea, Chelsea supporters have the capacity to protest on the scale that you're encouraging and in a very effective manner. But I think it will take something quite significant to make them do that. And it's not easy to organise. I mean, you know, it just isn't. Um, modern support is very different from what it was when, you know, we all we were all starting to go and going regularly in the 80s and so on. So, you know, but I, I agree with your sentiments, I have to say, Ian. Anyway, how are you well, mate? I love, I love receiving your emails. So thank you very much. Oh, it's my email, isn't it? It's you, Ginger. It's me. It's me, Mike Fletcher. That's you, Ginger, David Ginger. Uh huh. Right. Hi, Chidge, JK, and guest. No, it's a mystery guest this week. You can Ah. you can all guess who it is. Uh, JK will do an impersonation with me. My invisible one. JK will do an impersonation of our mystery guest later on. Right. For fuck's sake, start Palmer. Play the Uh, rest of the team in their best positions. Potch, have a piss at each corner flag at the bridge. It's not happening, is it? I think Brozier might be a better alternative to short shorts at the moment. He's suspended oh. for a game now, isn't he? So he'll be in our in, in the next PL game. Or will Potch play Brozier against the chip snatchers? I think a few games out may benefit him. Following JK's mention of Pat Nevin's programme notes disappearing last week, I contacted Pat on Twitter and he replied that the club no longer wanted his programme notes, website articles or appearances on co-coms. I replied that I was very sorry to hear that. And was he another victim of the de-Romanisation of the club that these owners seem hell-bent on pursuing? They're chucking the baby out with the bathwater and the guts of our club with it. Marco covered this during his appearance on the show last Monday. I thought he was excellent and he referred to the dismantling of the Roman Empire. I thought he was spot on on so many points and I think described how a lot of Chelsea fans are feeling at this time. He even mentioned the R word. I, I, I think that must be relegation not not yes, I mean, just, yes. just sorry going back to, to ian's email before i don't know if you noticed this jk but i've noticed both at the fulham game and the burnley game there's quite a lot of chance for roman abramovich and they were at burnley at the weekend well, that's what i mean burnley and fulham yeah sorry oh yes yeah, you mentioned that yeah, which sorry. i thought was interesting and i wondered if that yeah. was in its own way saying fuck off bowley at et al I wonder, though, because they just seem to use... They, they go over so many old well, charts. Well, they, they do sing about Salomon Kalu, so that would debunk that yes. theory, wouldn't it? But yes. there you go. Right. And and, and Dennis Wise. Well, I think so. that... No, I, I like the Dennis Wise song. Anyway, we all... I like them all. Yeah, I like all those songs. But I, I started I said... it. I started it at Fulham. Did you? Yeah, well, I saw some steward with Wise on the back of his high-vis yes. jacket, so I started up yeah. the Dennis Wise chart. God, that must feel very powerful, Chief. I, 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 I have mind. often, often started chants at Stamford Bridge. Oh, no, I, I, I have a rather oh. loud voice, and it carries. And I've, oh, I, my God. finest moment. Sorry, say, say. Oh, go on. On. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say my my finest moment was uh, 
when uh, Di Canio got sent off uh, playing for West Ham against us, and I started off the fuck off Di Canio chant. Oh, and wow. it, and it ran around the ground. It was a thing oh, of, God, a thing the of joy beauty. Of that. It is joyful. There's a bloke who keeps trying to do the um, zigzagger. Oh, I know. And uh, and and um, he always seems to give the impression he regrets it after he started it because he's got to keep it going, you know. And his voice gives up. But each time I see him, he had, Bournemouth, he was doing it. Then he had a third go, um, and then uh, in the third go, he was absolutely shit. I mean, it was quite remarkable. He was going, and people were laughing because he couldn't quite do it. But you know. Good, but he'd, he'd set himself up as the zigzagger man, you know. So once you've done it, you know you've you've got it. Somebody said, "Do zigzagger again?" Oh, you know, do I have to? Yes, come on. Oh, fantastic! So um, uh, uh, the the final bump when he was going zigger, oi, oi, he, he was going. Oh. Anyway, it's like Bob um, Fleming doing it. Zigzagger, zigzagger. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Anyway, we anyway, ob- yeah. we obviously have concerns on the pitch, but I think we have as many off the pitch as well. We as fans are the constant, and although we won't be in the dugout club, we will be in the trenches if it comes to it. I obviously want this team to progress and do well and harmony at the club with these owners. They're obviously not going away or going anywhere anytime soon. I really do think Poch is the right manager at this time, but I think he's got to start helping himself with his team selection. He said we will not see the best team until the injury injured players return. But as I think J.K. said, they are with perhaps two or three except. Oh, sorry, I think Jay said, are they with perhaps two or three exceptions any better? We're all just willing for things to come together on the pitch, but it seems to me some aspects seem to improve, and then there is a problem somewhere else. But I guess that's the point. I was hoping to see a more coherent style of play by now, though. As J.K. says, he's good, that man. You couldn't believe that changing virtually the whole squad of players would result in the same difficulties that we've suffered for, well, the last two seasons plus. I know we do need to hold our nerve and support the team, but this cannot continue for too much longer. I deliberately have not mentioned VAR. What's the point? I would only say, JK, ITMA. What's ITMA? It's that man again. Ah, Itmar. Itmar. No, 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 no. It's not that. It's not that. We might be. It used to be Itmar. That was a program on Radio it Four. I'm oh, sorry, the BBC BBC Late Radio, Late BBC Late Entertainment. BBC Channel. Light Entertainment. This is BBC Late Entertainment. Um, uh, who was? Who did it? Who I said don't that? know. Bollocks. I don't I know. Remember. Anyway, Itmar was absolutely right when he said it was bollocks of Dean to say what he said was taken out of context. I offered that him. I offered that himself out of the blue. Simon Jordan didn't ask him about it. Um, I don't know. Anyway, nobody knew about it, though I did think at the time, as I suspect most Chelsea fans did, how has the ref not seen it and why hasn't VAR intervened? That's got to be bent. I love the show. It's not. It's a not miss for me now. I only discovered you last season via the excellent, what's the bloke's name? Fanbite. I have no idea. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm so glad I did. Uh, you were my solace on so many occasions last season. I was hoping for good things this season, especially after the pre-season games. You keep thinking this is the game, it will all come together. But as Marco uh, said, he's sure it will. But when? I'm sure we've signed some very good players, but they are young and the vast majority lack Premier League experience. They do need help, but they've got to get on with it as it stands. No doubt we are hoping it will turn soon. 
All we can do is keep supporting the team as always. Keep up the brilliant work. You have excellent guests and the Oppo view is a great feature. It's really good to hear from other fans as we're all fans at the end of the day. But what has really pissed me off is they all fancy getting something or winning the game and they were fucking right. There was nobody from Luton. No, I couldn't find anybody from Luton. Anyway, up the Chelsea, Fletch. P.S. I think Chidge is back this week. I hope he and Mrs. Chidge had a great holiday. How did he find the French farm animals? I'm not quite sure what you mean or how to take that, but uh, I didn't find any French farm animals. If Actually, do you know what? I lie. I did see lots of Charolais cows. So there you go. Is there anything about them specific we should know? Well, they're white and they're Charolais and they're from the area in France that I was visiting. So there we go. Do they moo in a Charolais way? Do they I go, don't know. I don't know. But they, ta- they, taste, they, they taste very nice with a bottle of Nuit Saint-Georges. Um, when you lick them. When you eat them. Oh, poor cows. Um, uh, 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 that was very nice, Fletch. Yeah, great, Thank you, great email. Thank you, mate. Really nice of you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Excellent. Um, uh, yeah, terrific. Thank you. Um, yes, the, the the guests on Oppo View are fabulous. Fabulous. It gives such a dimension, and it's that thing of, they're all they're all supporting their side and they're all good guys. It's you know, there's no hatred amongst it. It's just lovely. It's lovely to get such excellent opinion as well. They're very very uh, they're very competent at um, uh, putting forward their view of their team and uh, uh, and are sympathetic to our our situation. It's not a you know we're pleased that you're shit kind of situation set up. I love it. Um, they're respectful. This- yeah, that's the word. Well done. Absolutely respectful, yeah. As we're respectful for them, yeah, for yeah. their side. Uh, this is um, email number five from Alexa Radovich. Good evening, lads. First time writing an email to you guys, so let's just get on with it. I love that. Absolutely. To the point. We're getting on with it, Alexa. Good stuff. I'm a fairly young fan. Are you fan. getting on with it? Uh, I'm not sure I am. I'm having a go. Here okay, I am get now. on with it. With it now. I'm a fairly young fan from Montenegro. Wow. And he, he's, he, yeah, so uh, that's pretty, pretty impressive. Well, I think that's our, fir- our first listener from Montenegro that I know about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bravo. Started, started supporting when Abramovich took over in 2003. And since I was six years old, that makes 1997, that makes you 26. Mm, that's interesting. Yes, you are a, a young fan. Thank you. Since I was six years old, and it probably wasn't because we had a lot of money. I'm writing this email right after the Aston Villa game, fuming. 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 I don't know. Did the game make me so angry or did some of our fellow fans? Twitter is blowing up right now. People are saying, potch out. Yes, they did, didn't they? Potch out. For goodness sake. What idiots. Yeah, but only that. idiots would say that. Only idiots would do that. And calling their own club the worst club only in the world. Only idiots would do that. Only idiots. I have to wonder, do they even watch the games? Of course no. they do. No. I'm writing this to you just so a few more fans could yeah, hear Yeah, well this. done. Well done, mate. First of all, we're not losing because Levi is pleating. LB. Playing. Sorry. Sorry, playing a vision of playing he's, he's silver plated yeah silver plating yes do you does anybody know cockney rhyming slang clearly not um good first of all we're not losing because it says p-l-a-t-i-n-g there it's a, it's a um, typo it's a typo chidge chidge stop um first of all we're not losing because levi is playing left back can everyone stop putting the blame on that fact like how is levi at left back affecting sterling on the right wing of course it's not. And of course, what's happened since your email is that 
Colwell's got quite good at playing left back. And in fact, it's all looking rather, you know, well, let's see what happens in the Arsenal game. Anyway, furthermore, we outplayed the other team again. Yes, we have the worst luck in the league. Well, um, I think it's the worst shooting ability. I think we haven't had much luck until Burnley. We haven't had much luck. We haven't, yeah. The referring, I think you mean refereeing, right. was horrendous Was horrendous as always. Yes, it is shit. But we know it's, it's universally shit. A full squad is injured once again. I'm not sure that has much impact, really. And our finishing, the only thing keeping us from winning. Yeah, I think the results would have been very different if we did the target. We even had shots. We'd have won six six out of six games so far if only our players weren't complete idiots in front of the goal. I'm not sure about that, Alexa. Not sure about that. Anyway, you can't blame Potch for this. Sterling, oh man, I like the guy as a person. Do you know him personally? But it's just hopeless. Doesn't even look up when trying to pass to people. He just flicks it randomly or loses the ball. It's a pain to watch. You see, well, once again, interestingly, he he has those were games where I think the opposition were putting him under pressure. When he uh, in the Burnley game and in the Luton game, he was he played out of his skin, and even in the Fulham game, he looked pretty good. So perhaps he's no, he settling. Didn't. No, he didn't. He's, he no, wasn't he didn't. as good in. Not in the no, Fulham game. He was hopeless no, also, because he was played he kept, as a false nine. That's right. You're absolutely right. He, he did a couple of runs. Are okay. No, but you're right. No, he was hopeless. He, he was. He was injured as well, wasn't he? So he didn't. He didn't. No, he had a virus, and Mudrick was playing. Yeah, he's wrong. So basically, he only played. He's only played well in the Burnley and Luton games, despite what Ian Wright said on Match of the Day. Yeah. Clearly, not having watched him in anything, yep. saying that he, he said he's played well all season. No, he hasn't. So the jury's Should still I just out. Just interrupt you there. Okay, yeah. I'm going to big up my nephew Sasha here because we got back from Burnley in time for yeah. Match of the Day. A professional job was yeah. done to get back yeah. from Burnley in time for Match of the Day. And we sat there and we watched yeah. it. And yeah. Sasha and I are watching the, the Chelsea game and then watched Ian Wright go that. And, 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 and basically, Sasha and I just looked at each other and Sasha was saying, no, he didn't. No, he hasn't. What's, what's, what's Ian Wright talking about? This is yeah. a 17-year-old kid. He knows his football. I love Good him. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Anyway, Jackson is young, is showing glimpses, but as he is spiralling downwards, absolutely right, he needs to sit out a few matches. Well, he, he sat out because he got another yellow card and therefore was suspended, which he now will because he stacked yellow cards like an idiot right after Poch told him not to get a yellow. Yeah, no excuse for that. Thankfully, Broger, ready to go. I thought he played OK against Fulham and then he had a very poor half against Didn't Burnham. get any service. No, that's true. And I hope he can play well after that really unfortunate injury. He did have an occasion, Chidge, in the Burnley game when he took two touches, got into a really good position to score yeah. and laid it off. Yeah. Uh, Mudrick should start, so we've got no other player for that position. Well, Sterling then played it. As should Palmer on the right. Yeah, Palmer, Palmer for me, I keep saying this each week, is the future. I think he really is. He's the kind of player we should be buying more of. Fantastic. They, but they need to get their skates on with all of this you know, digital stuff that they're working out, all these these stats, because they got that one right, but Medweke, they didn't get right. And uh, Medweke is Palmer's winger mate in the under-21s. So they've got to, I mean, I, I, because they got Palmer right, I'm actually slightly more in favour of them, because people were saying, oh, he's a youngster, he's only just started. But having said that, once again, let's see how he's dealt with against Arsenal. Let's see what they do, whether they put somebody on him. And pre- and just close him down kick and prevent him. him from playing. Yeah, they'll kick him. Absolutely right. Arsenal are yeah. a dirty fucking side, by the way. Yeah, they are. They were. Arteta was a dirty player. Yeah. You know? Anyway, Mudrick should start. We have no other player for that position. I should Palmer on the right. So we also have no other player there if Mudweki is still injured. Well, yeah, but I mean, Mudweki is still a work in progress. Enzo or Gallagher in, in the 10 doesn't really matter which one where. 
since Gallagher will do his thing in any position known to man and Enzo will make good passes that will be wasted by Sterling or Jackson from any place on the pitch. But if it's Palmer and Broja receiving, it might be different. Who knows? Man, I think we've, we've worked out that the, the triumvirate of, of uh, Gallagher, Enzo and Caicedo is really... He's, he's uh, has figured it out, hasn't it, in the last few yeah, weeks? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Caicedo's finally started to look good and only get better, I'm sure. Yes, I agree completely. That leaves us with the defence. We don't have a right back for the next game. Let's just play Levi isn't going to play there. No, he didn't. Uh, it will Cucurella's probably be... been all right. It'd been a... Yeah, other than the first half against Burnley. It will probably be Desazi. That's what, what my gut says, at, at least. Well, your gut was wrong, I'm afraid. We might even get Levi in the, in the left centre-back position. Imagine that. Uh, it didn't happen. Well, we said, we, said, we said as much in the preview show, didn't we? We did. Actually, we thought it might. We thought we were yeah. wrong. We yeah, were wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the end, what I want to say, Poch literally has his hands tied with all the injuries. No, I keep saying this. I, I don't think the injuries are relevant because the, the people wouldn't necessarily get in the side who are injured. Well, we, we reckon people. Nkunku might and we reckon Je- well, yeah, James yeah. obviously would. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shield, uh, maybe not. Fafana, maybe not. Maybe not. No, Levi, no. not Levi. Um, Lavia, maybe not. Oh, we don't know. He's so untried. I mean, fantasy yeah. transferred and injured in your first training session, for goodness sake. Yeah. Tre- Trevo, <laughs> probably not. I mean, you know, no. so yeah, it's an interesting argument, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. In the end, I want to say Pop literally had his hands tied with all the injuries. The red card to Mucho Gusto there. Uh, there, there are much Augusta. There are no changes you can actually make bar playing even younger, more inexperienced players. We definitely didn't sign up for this, but the owners have decided they want to build with young players from scratch. You literally can't change that in September. So we just have to stick it out, not be the most toxic fan base in the world, especially towards a manager who has 13 fit kids with very little experience. And those said kids, this just might be rock bottom. So we can only go up, at least I hope. Okay, much longer than I thought it would be. I forgot what I was writing, like, literally 20 times. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> yes. So we forgot what we were saying after no, a bit. No. So I do apologise, but I can't be bothered to proofread this. <laughs> no, you, 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 you leave that to us, Alexa. Yeah, leave that to us reading it and going, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I finally calmed down a bit, so that's one positive thing. Um, uh, um, I wish you guys and our dear club all the best. Thank you for providing us wonderful entertainment, even when the club is doing horrible. Let's start scoring before New Year. I really doubt getting this angry once a week is great for anyone's health. Well, I think you're less angry now, Alexa, because we all are. Up the Chelsea, Alexa. Like uh, Ale- Alexa, it's a boy's name where I come from. Lol. P.S. I really do hope... I, we never for a moment thought you were a no, girl, actually. No, no, no. I really do hope I can one day come to London to watch a game and grab a pint or two after losing 1-0 versus a newly promoted side while having 99% possession. Yeah, yeah. Well, what a brilliant email! I have to say, Alexa, your your English is 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 excellent, considering it's not your first language. Uh, and uh, I blame Amazon because Alexa, who still hasn't woken up bizarrely enough, normally whenever whenever I say Alexa, like, this bloody thing comes into life. But of course, Alexa has a girl's voice, doesn't it? So yeah. maybe that's where the confusion comes in. But no, JK's right. No, neither of us thought you were a young lady. Brilliant, brilliant email. And the other thing, if you do come to London, just get in touch with us. Let us know. We'd love to meet you. We love meeting people that we connect with through, through you know, people who listen to the show, writing emails or whatever. You know, we love, love to meet them in the pub and say hello. So I hope you make it over one day and that JK and I are still capable of walking and stuff, you know, because so... Well, so, I might have my Zimmer, Zimmer frame out, you yeah, know. Yeah, but... make it soon is what I'm saying, you know, but uh, no pressure. Right. Uh, <clears throat> I said earlier on, 
that if this show was to have a title other than In Off the Post, it would be called the George Spencer Trilogy. Yes. Um, if it if it had written four uh, or five, even in fact, maybe this is a challenge for you next time, George. We could have called it the uh, the George Spencer Quartet or the George, or the Spencer, George Spencer Quintet. Quintet. So maybe we'll call it the George Spencer Trio. I'd like the George Spencer Sextet. Ooh, ducky. It's very jazz, isn't it? It is very jazz. But anyway, I'm going to get on with the email now. George, great to hear from you as always. Dear Dean, Duke of Kid and potential guest. Well, one out of three is not bad, George. Uh, it seems that whenever I feel things can't get any worse, they manage to prove me wrong. Another performance which, despite initially showing promise, was hampered by our front three showing about as much creativity as a BBC comedy team and Jackson being unable to finish a milky way. Then came the red card, leaving us with both our right-backs out. Not me, Gusto, and the village... No, no me gusto. No me gusto. Okay. No me gusto, and the villa goal which caused our heads to drop and allow Villa to dictate play. And that's two teams associated with Stan Collymore that we've lost at home to now. This is looking like 15-16 on steroids. With regard to my comments about GWR, I got to Didcot Parkway and was delayed by 20 minutes, but I was told that it would be fine once I got to Reading. I got to Reading 20 minutes late and found out that trains to Paddington had been suspended. And speaking of trains... I discovered that going to the women's game against Tottenham because it's a 5.30 kickoff and the absolute garris at Network Rail have shut the Alton line that weekend. At least there was something to cheer about. As, la- as last Tuesday night, Winchester City, up the citizens, uh, came from behind to win their FA Cup replay 4-1 and set up a third qualifying round tie with Mason United. Then on Saturday they travelled to a Chesham side, sorry, a Chesham, Chesham, Chesham United side that have won every game so far this season and came from behind to win two one, finally scoring a penalty in the process. Until next time, up the Chelsea, George Spencer. Up the Chelsea. Up the Chelsea. I can I can tell you that we will be hearing from George Spencer two more times tonight. It's me. It's Matt Scott. Email number seven. Good evening. Hope everyone is well. I picked up my phone to send an email immediately after yesterday's game. However, I thought i best leave it till the following morning due to how pissed off I was feeling. Guess what? I'm still pissed off. Oh, ownership time. This new arrogant ownership has completely dissembled what has been built, disassembled, what has been built over the last two decades at our football club. And it hurts. Firstly, spending a billion pounds the way they have is absolutely insane. I'm sure all Chelsea fans would agree. We thank you very much for the money you're injecting into the club, but surely this should have been done over a period of three or even four years. Well, having said that, though, I think lots of players that you want to buy are now priced idiotically because there's so much money in the game. Anyway, while it was clear to see some players wanted out, the efforts into securing someone like Mount was pathetic. Mason Mount was captain material. I love James, but come on, even Stevie Wonder would see he's not got the characteristic of what's required at a club like Chelsea. Does that mean to be captain? Yeah. Yeah, The bloke is injured most of the time, but that's a different story. Yeah, that is a bit weird, the injury stuff. I don't get that, Matt. Um, uh, I think we're going to find out ultimately what happened with Mason. I mean, the the consensus appears to be that they moved the goalposts by um, because he wanted to dispute 
the amount of money they were offering. I think there then came the. Uh, uh, well, I, I understood that he had a deal basically agreed with Bowley, uh, and yeah, then then yeah, then yeah. Uh, Win Stan- Stanley and whatever came in. They 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 just went back on all of that and said, "Oh, we're starting again from scratch." I mean, I'd have said, "Fuck I think, off." Then. I think well, probably because they looked at the stats, and the last two seasons he's not been the same player. Well, I, I honestly think it's as basic as that, Chidge. I think they decided, "No, hang on, we can't do this because he's not playing as well as he should be." Or that may be it. He was him, injured you know? for most of that season. No, I know, I know. But he wasn't the season before. He was injured for last last year with He Potter. was carrying an injury for longer than last season. I think he, you'll probably... I mean, remember how much he was played? How knackered he might have been? Yeah, it's true. He was knackered. I think he was knackered. Yeah, but anyway, I think... And whether fucked that, off with what was going on at the club. See, no, we, he was. We, no, we, indeed, we, indeed. You know? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely just, just on, on as, this... As was... As was um, uh, as was uh, Kovacic, clearly. Yeah. Well, this is all... this is a good point. You know, a lot of these players that leaved or, or or chucked it in last year, we were all very quick to go, bunch of wankers. They've chucked it in. We don't know what the impact on them was of what happened in that awful season where we got sanctioned. Tuchel had to carry the load, then went Billy Bonkers and got fired. You know, look, we're all human. You know, if you've ever worked for a company where your boss that you really, really liked, you stuck up for you, had your back, gets the tin tack stupidly, and then you've got new owners who make stupid decisions all of the time, you don't know what... I mean, well, I'm telling you now, the impact is going to have an impact on you. So we don't know the extent of that for some of these players, but uh, I think uh, you need to take that into account. Rant over. Yes, perhaps I'm being a little bit um, uh, naive in my approach to this. Um, but in the end, uh, if this potentially um, creates a system with young players and, and they start winning stuff in the next couple of years, we'll all be saying, well, they got it right. So let's see. And let's as, see. as I said last week, if, 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 if they get this right, you know, then I'll be the first to say, well done, I was wrong and you were right. You know, it's the only reasonable thing to do. I genuinely genuinely believe if we could have secured Mount like we should have, then just over 100 million for Rice would have been perfect. But I think the best, that we would have definitely got Rice yeah. if Roman was still in charge and Tuca was still there because that would have been the, the great pairing of both of them together, the big mates. But it was not to be... I'm sure Caicedo will be an unbelievable player for us. I agree with you, actually. But I personally would have preferred Declan. They're very different players, but um, uh, Caicedo is more Conte-ish to me. Let's see. Whereas Declan the gap- has the cap- capability to score goals. Yeah, there's the difference. Absolutely right. Yeah, mm. yeah. But let's see what happens. He did the look. Gamble- he did, sorry, he did look Conte-esque against Burnley, I thought. There was a yes. lot of similarities the way he wins the ball back and hunts it down. And there's a there's a Makaleli aspect about him as well. Encouraging, encouraging, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. The gamble that the, the owners have taken on all these players is ridiculous. The complete arrogance that it will just work and we'll be back winning trophies is laughable. Potch must be wondering what the fuck he's got himself into. I mean, I think I, uh, as we're going to see Matt from the rest of it, I, I, I think the thing is, is because we've won two in a row, it's taken the pressure off everything. Three in a row, I should say taking the pressure off everything and that's what happens in football isn't it is that is you start winning and then one's view of everything changes i think if we get taken apart by arsenal then we'll there'll probably be a lot of 
moaning. I think the um, moaning's the wrong word. There'll be a lot of of, of correct criticism. Um, but we'll find out over the run we've got because we've got six very difficult games coming up. Anyway, I genuinely fear, genuinely fear for us right now. I don't see where the wins are coming anymore. Brighton in the cup might have a chance if Deserby rests his strongest eleven. Well, he did, and, and we, we did. did. And Fulham away, let's be honest, lucky to get anything from that due to the inexperienced players within the side, along with the non-existent team chemistry we keep seeing every fucking week. Well, bizarrely, they plucked it out of the bag, Matt. I do believe we've suffered yet again from injury setbacks, well, particularly with um, Rhys James. Fucks knows what's going on there. But I fear by the time we get our strongest 11 back, and I think Nkunku would make it the strongest 11, and actually capable of playing with each other and showing some desire and fight for the badge, the season will be well and truly over. We'll be lurking amongst the bottom half of the table again. I just think the way the division is at the moment, Matt, um, uh, I think it's pretty possible to get a string a few games together and find yourself in the top six. Um, it, because it's not certain who will win anything because so many teams have just improved. Um, but yes, I think I, I agree that you, it, this is your, the timing of the email here. You're just, it, 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 we would have agreed with you, but we now know because we've won three that it's there's something happening. Anyway, as always, much love and up the fucking chills, Matt Scott. Good mail, Matt. Good. I'm sorry that it's just slightly out of date from our um, because of we we haven't been. Well, around. you know, I think you said it made a very pertinent point. You know, we've got a very difficult yeah. load of games yeah. coming up, yeah. and uh, I think the reality is, you know, as we keep saying. These are young players. It'll be two steps forward, one step back. I wouldn't be surprised if that lasts all season. Um, I tell yeah, you what, I... yeah. Sorry, as I said the other day, I think on the on Monday, I think we're going to have a mixture of rather than it being we'll put a run together, we'll have a mixture of decent performances. We'll probably do what we used to do in the nineties and uh, when we were, you know, a cup side, which is you'd even earlier you'd you'd win against teams that you didn't think you'd win against, and you'd. Um, uh, you'd lose to the ones that we should have won easily. Mm. Yeah. What I do find interesting is that, you know, quite a lot of these emails are really pissed off with how the club's being run and what the owners are doing. I haven't seen this level of dissent this season so far, which uh, I find interesting. Right. Uh, Brendan Piper Smyer. I think it's Smyer. Dear Chidge, JK, and any other poor souls trying to understand what in the fucking hell has happened to Chelsea, this is all, there we go, prescient, if anything else. This is all down to the hubris, love that word, of the owners. As an American, what clear, oh, this is good, I like it when we get an American take on this. As an American, what Clear Lake are doing here is fairly standard new owner bullshit that we see frequently. The approach of buying elite young players who aren't yet earning the wages of currently world-class players and thereby cutting operating expenses while your revenue increases every year works in American sports like baseball and basketball. Teams can afford to throw away a year or a few years when a new owner comes in because the TV revenue and league-wide revenue sharing float perpetual mediocrity. So new owners can plan to not be truly competing for championships for three to five years. They often do just that, and it's widely tolerated by the media and the fans because building a contender is a process. And, of course, that requires time. Nail on fucking head. That is the most articulate explanation of the strategy 
that I have read, and I'm including The Athletic in that, Brendan. My hat is off to you. Fucking hell. Right. These are not stupid or incompetent people, but I don't believe they really understood what they acquired when they bought Roman Abramovich's Chelsea. There is no tolerance among the supporters for having a season where you're not capable of competing, much less several in succession. Surely they knew that in order for their business model to translate to the Premier League and generate the revenue they project, they need to be in the Champions League. Spot on. Virtually every year. Spot on. What they somehow failed to understand is that the Premier League in 2023 is the most competitive elite league in the world. A team of unproven prospects who have never played together are quite likely to lose to less talented but more experienced sides like West Ham and Villa. It genuinely takes time for young players to develop their game, for relationships to develop on the pitch, even for very talented players. And in the time, or in the, and in the time all of that takes, Chelsea will have played themselves out of Europe by failing to get results. Christ, they genuinely could have gotten relegated last year, and it's not altogether out of the question this year at this rate. This is not. This is a disaster, not only for the players who need to build confidence and learn what it takes to win at this level, and not only for the fans who are enduring this rapid decline. It's a disaster because the feasibility of the entire Clear Lake grand scheme and economic model crumbles quite quickly if Chelsea does not have Champions League revenue in consecutive years. We've already begun to see the briefings blaming the front man, Bagman Bowley, the one naive enough to put himself in the firing line. They all assumed success would come easily. It's possible that these players will all be world class in two or three years. Far more probable is that some turn out great, others struggle, and most are not here in three years. And in the interim years, where we find our, where we now find ourselves, are likely to be really rocky, especially since they've surgically removed any remnants of club culture. Ah, oh, Brendan, you are a, you are a very clever man, and I love you. They made the common assumption of American owners buying a new team that they could do a, do better by replacing everyone at the club with their pe- with their people and increasing revenue by pricing out real fans and focusing on corporate revenue. They'll sell premium seating at outlandish prices to hedge funds and banks and those looking to impress clients with the access they can offer. Those guys will turn up with clients for the matches their clients really want to attend, top six and Champions League, if we ever return. The rest of the time, those seats will be either empty or filled by kids who are friends with the boss's son. Having grown up in Boston, I've been one of those kids sitting for free in ridiculous corporate seats thanks to a friend's dad many times. If you're going to sacrifice the club culture at the altar of corporate profit, surely you have to at least get the corporate profit bit right. Yet Chelsea still don't even have a kit sponsor. They do now, but uh, a rather dubious one. They've paid Brighton, a club who hadn't won anything, record prices for a manager who couldn't last the season, the worst negotiator I've ever seen, who was promptly named sporting director, a backup goalkeeper, a disastrous left-back and a good midfielder. Our injury record was bad when they arrived, but it's only gotten worse since, as once again they presumed to know better than those in place when they turned up. It goes on and on. We are now in purgatory, and there's a decent chance of travel in either direction, but the elevator seems to be going down, and unless we start making the long-term plan a secondary priority to the present, I fear it's going to get worse. As for the actual football, Poch seemed to have it all well in hand during pre-season. He clearly wanted to add more experience, but the owners refused. Of course, the injuries are brutal, but he's also got to do better with what he still has at hand. 
Chilwell is not a winger. Colwell is not a left-back. Enzo is clearly not a ten. These are senior internationals at their nat- these are senior internationals at their natural positions. For the love of God, play the players in their best positions. You bought them to play the- those positions, and it's where they thrive. Playing them elsewhere doesn't help them settle in a new squad, and it's clearly not working. If you have to protect Thiago Silva in order to play him, then he needs to be dropped. You have no margin for dropping points because you're accommodating a player who won't be here next year. The attack is toothless because there's no creativity from the number 10. Enzo is not a 10, and Connor isn't the answer either. You just bought Cole Palmer, who has done well internationally at his age level and has been developed at the best club in the world at City under Pep for a few years. Plus, he already has a relationship on and off the pitch with Sterling, the only forward player who looks capable of scoring at the minute. Give him a chance. I think our best chances of success this year, especially while Nkunku is out, is giving those young uh, these young guys a real run of games for finding out if we have any pearls among the oysters. Gusto, recent red card aside, looks a player. Leslie looks like he may be quite good, even as raw as he still is. Mudrick shows flashes when he gets minutes. Perhaps Palmer can be a real asset to the attack. Either way, we need to find out. I know this has been a long and winding rant, and perhaps its only purpose is to vent my personal frustration with everything at Chelsea just now, but the clear late gambit is hardly new to American fans, and it's failing because the owners have fundamentally failed to understand how difficult it is to build and maintain a Premier League side that can compete now if you're focusing primarily on three years from now. Up the Chelsea, Brendan Piper, at CFC Rally on Twitter slash X. That's R-A-L-E-I-G-H because I suspect that Brendan is in Rally. Named after Sir Walter Rally. I thought it was Raleigh. Raleigh. You say Raleigh, I say Rally. (laughs) Let's work the whole thing out. Brendan, 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 Brendan. Um... I, fuck me. I mean, how wonderful to hear from you. If I'm not following you on Twitter, I'm immediately going to go and do so. I think that that is one of the best emails we've ever had on, on this show in terms of its insight and its intelligence. My hat is well and truly off to you. You know your shit. And I love the fact that you're giving us um, an American perspective on what American ownership is like because... You know, you know what the Brits are like. We're we're a fairly sanguine bunch, and we give people a chance, and 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 we don't really know how sport works in America because we're so myopic and focused on what's going on over here. I, I, Brendan, I can't speak highly enough of this email. I think it's fantastic, J.K. I really do. Write another one, I please. I agree. Fan- brilliant. Completely brilliant. Yeah, I've just cut and not cut. I've just copied and pasted it somewhere else so I can reread it because it's so clever and such a brilliant. Um, objective view of what's happening from somehow we've we've missed this because we don't understand the way they do it in the states but it's really good to see that that's exactly what they're doing and it's interesting um you're you like everybody because we're coming to these emails a little bit late um uh you're he's brendan's still looking at the, the 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 potential of how badly it can go um and yet if it were to suddenly take off, I suppose you'd have to give more kudos to the manager who's made it work. And uh, But I think it'll be interesting to see if they do buy anybody at, in January. Um, perhaps they have learned, or will they not bother if we just keep on winning? It's, it's, 
it's so up in the air at the moment because uh, there there have been some there have been some shoots these last three games. Mm. It's been well, uh, they've done a lot of the things that Brendan himself suggested. Yeah. You know, Cole Palmer playing Mudrick more often, et cetera, et cetera, yeah, 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 playing him yeah. in the right positions, you know. What a yeah. super email. What a lovely email to end part one on. Um, I might actually message you, Brendan, and, and see if you, you give me permission to put this on the Fancast website. It's 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 not that you have to be that good to go on the website, I have to be honest, but I just think it needs wider wider readership. It's absolutely fucking fantastic. I mean, I've written... A gold frame around it. I will, way. I will. I give a gold frame around it and a big, big lipsticky kiss. I mean, I, I've written... I used to get paid for writing articles for people like Football London and many others too, and I, I've even written for The Times. That's better than anything I've ever written. It's absolutely superb. Absolutely superb. Right. Uh, great way to end part one. Uh, very quickly before we go away for a little cup of tea. Um, CFC UK, uh, remember, um, talking of writing, um, you can get it at any home and away match from the wonderful DJ that, or just, just lend your ears and hear the cry of, hurry up, it's only a pound. And then you'll find a copy of CFC UK. If you're at a home match, then no worries. You just go to the CFC UK store opposite uh, Fulham Broadway. But, 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 fear not. If you can't get to games, you can also subscribe to CFC UK by doing the following. Emailing fanzine at cfcuk.net. And then you will be able to pay for a year subscription, which is 20 quid in the UK, 45 quid in Europe, and uh, 60 quid in the rest of the world. If you don't want a hard copy, because that's like a proper copy, you can also get a digital PDF copy emailed to you and a subscription for a year is six quid, or you can pay a pound each. And, of course, you can do all this by paying via PayPal. Now, also, we like to plug the Chelsea pitch owners. In a in a slightly uncertain uh, world and in certain future for Chelsea Football Club in some respects, it would not be a bad idea to get a CPO share because this actually gives you a little bit of power over whoever owns the club and whatever they might be planning to do, particularly thinking of a, a, a you know what, what may or may not happen with the stadium. Uh, because basically it gives you a share of the freehold of the stadium and it protects you from being sold uh, to dubious, uh, you know, like a property developer or what have you, have you in the future. You know, they have a say in what happens to the stadium, whether we move or stay or whatever. So you get you will get a say in that. Uh, now the shares are priced between 110 quid for an electronic share up to 175 quid or thereabouts for a framed share signed by a Chelsea player. So if you want one, and I would recommend you do, then go to the chelseafc.com website and search for Chelsea pitch owners. And, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? How many emails we've had tonight that are concerned about the direction that the ownership are taken, even if it's in terms of the culture of the support and the pricing of the tickets and that kind of thing. Forget the off on the pitch stuff. Um, if you are concerned and you want to, you know, get your voice heard, then you you really need to join the Chelsea Supporters Trust, uh, which you'll find at chelseasupporterstrust.com. And uh, this coming Saturday, the fourteenth of October, the trust has their annual general meeting, which is a chance for the members to grill the current board and. Uh, go through the motions that the membership will vote on, which becomes enshrined in the Supporters' Trust policy for the next year, and it covers all of the supporter issues that you know and love, uh, away tickets, the virtual waiting room, ticket prices, all those kind of things are what we are involved with and we try and you know get the supporters' voice heard on by the club. 
Now, if you want to attend the meeting, the AGM, you do need to be a member. Um, but you can still, you know, either join in person. It's going to be held in the Bonetti Suite, the West Stand, Stamford Bridge. But you can also join by Zoom because it's, it's a hybrid meeting in person and on Zoom. Uh, to register, go to chelsea-supporters-trust-2023-agm.eventbrite.co.uk. Click on the Get Tickets button. They're free, obviously, uh, but you do need to be a signed-up member. If you're attending in person, choose the option Attendance at the 2023 CSTAGM. If you want to join via Zoom, choose the option Remote Zoom Attendance. And the uh, once you've signed up, the Zoom details will be emailed out before the meeting if you've registered. So there we go. If you want to hear what's going on and get involved. Uh, and of course, I mean, it's a bit late. You can't stand for the election now because the nominations have closed. But there will be an election uh, uh, for the new board. So, you know, to be uh, a member of the CST board, that will be kicking off right after the AGM. But... Uh, there are 14 nominees for the nine spots, so there will be an election. So make sure you vote in that. All right. Uh, we will be back after a short break for part two. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's matchday problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com dot com forward slash chelsea fancast there's no risk with nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the chelsea fancast the link is in the podcast episode description box real fans real opinions i'm jason cundy and you're listening to chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast, the In Off The Post show, which of course is all about you, the listener, which contrary to popular belief is not my mum. She did tell me the other day, JK, because we've got Jonathan Kidd on. I'm Stanford Chidge, of course. Uh, hello. Hello, hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, I had a chat with my mum the other day. She talked to me about the podcast, and she was bigging herself up about how clever she was that she found it once. Oh, she just meant, once. Yeah, she listened to it, she said. I don't know how she did it. She's terrible with technology, so Lord knows how she managed to do that. 
Um, but there you go. Um, anyway, uh, we have lots of emails to read out, uh, so we're going to get on with it, JK. The next one is for you. Yes, yes, that's for me. Yes, Paul speak. Paul speak. Hello, Paul, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got to read it now, haven't I? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hi, guys. Great job you're doing in Chidge's absence. Well done, guys. Well, obviously, you sent this in when, when Chidge was away, and then I got ill. And then, you know, Chidge came out and Dean did marvellously and they, they were, they were all great. So, uh, uh, you know, when we're, when we're just little twinkles in the sky, they can all take over from us, can't they, Chidge? So uh, what will it be called by then? It would be called Chelsea Fancast 24-24. If we're still on it, we'll call it the Chelsea Pensioners. Oh, clever. Clever stuff. I love it. Yeah, I mean, trouble is nobody, nobody will get it Chidge. it'll be too old because no, they haven't been pensioners for so long so you'd have to have a great knowledge of Chelsea's history for that people will say why have they called themselves pensioners <laughs> sorry they'll be American why are they called themselves pensioners what's that all about so unfair to Americans sorry particularly after that brilliant brilliant um, previous mail from uh, young um, what's his name Brendan yes good anyway yes here we go here we go um, hi guys, great job you don't know. Sorry, hi guys, great job you're doing in Chidgy's absence. Well done, guys. What a fucking shambles again yesterday. I'm afraid Salomon Jackson. You see, see, calling him Salomon as if he's Salomon Kalu. You know, there. I get it. I get it. Clever, Paul. Very clever, Salomon. Because they keep singing that song. They love that song. That's why we love Salomon Kalu. Um, what a fucking shambles again yesterday. I'm afraid Salomon Jackson isn't good enough. Players playing out of position don't help. Looking, excuse me, looking a lot like Sydney, getting to be a lot like, like Christmas. The manager seems to be getting worse with every interview. I agree completely. He's even beginning to sound like Potter. Absolutely agree. That was that period. He did do that. Having said that, I don't think this shambles is his fault. I don't even think it was totally all Potter's fault either. Yeah, possibly. I completely blame our new owners. They really have fucked us up. Their quest to de-Romanise Chelsea has totally backfired on them, and it continues, stopping the subsidised coaches now. What the fuck is that all about? But I feel we've bigger problems ahead too. I honestly predict we'll be in the bottom three by January, if not before. I have to say, um, Paul, that we all thought that. We all thought this, but then we've had this upturn, haven't we? But let's see. We will not have the fight, bollocks. The bollocks, he means not telling it's bollocks he might have the fight or bollocks to get us out of the relegation zone the fans will turn on the owners i agree completely if that was to happen that's exactly what would happen i think there'll be a massive protest around stamford bridge at the beginning of next year when we're out of both domestic cups in the bottom three after spending a billion pounds and becoming the laughing laughing club with the, within the premier league on Friday, when J.K. was asked for his prediction for the Villa game, he said 5-0 win. Did I, did I really say that? Probably. It did. <laughs> I would think I was on drugs. I don't know what the fuck I said that for. But I could tell by his voice he didn't think that. No, I think I did comedy voice, didn't I go, didn't I go 5-0 win? Thinking that, in actual fact, it would be completely the opposite. He knew deep down we were going to lose. I think he's under pressure to stay positive. That's exactly right, Paul. I, people were saying to me, people were writing on... Um, uh, particularly with my fan bites. Oh my God, you really are depressed. You know what is the matter with you? Well, I'm fucking depressed because we were playing complete <laughs> shit. So I thought that was pretty, well, it was fair enough, really. But um, he's under pressure to stay positive. Yes, I was. So I thought, oh, no I way. I don't. I don't ever put pressure on you to stay positive. No, no, it wasn't necessarily you. It was, right, no, right, right. It, was, it was no, it was other people. But they were right. I got some really, you know, 
my goodness me, you're depressed. Oh, dear me. Cheer up. Cheer up, JK. What's the matter with it? Well, I was, I was. Cheer depressed. up, Johnny kid. Oh, what can it mean? To, uh, um, they dream Johnny kid and, uh, well, it's, okay. Peter Reid was to be a shit football manager of a shit football team. Football team. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's what the song was. Yeah, yeah. And I think most fans especially... So for you, it would be a shit football supporter of a shit football team. Yes, that would yeah, be the yeah, case. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, thank you for pointing that out. Anyway, I think most fans, especially season ticket holders, will stay positive until January. Well, we'll stay positive, Paul, if we keep winning like we have done. But when we're out of both cups and inside the relegation zone, the protest will begin. I agree if that happens, that's what will happen. I'll be on the first train from Brentwood to Fulham Broadway if it does happen. I do hope I'm wrong. I'd love us to end up in the top four. But really, let's be honest, it's not going to happen, guys. Well, no, I'm not top four, possibly. But anyway, keep up the great work. At least we have the Chelsea fan cast. Oh, mate, to look forward to twice a week. <laughs> up the Chelsea, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Fine, fine mail. Magic. But... Um, it, but we've 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 just it, the the problem with reading it out now, obviously, is that we this is exactly we may what have we, we may have reached the nadir. Um, we that may what you mean that may, may be it. Chid. Three games and wins in a row, and then we no lose no the we next. reached the nadir before the three of, games. of awfulness. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're now approaching the zenith. The zenith, yeah. The zenith, and then we'll yeah. be back down to the nadir. Yeah. Is there a nub anywhere? Are we going to reach a nub anywhere? A nub? I, I don't yeah. know. Are we playing them? Yeah, yeah, and you be the uh, yeah. the um, Newcastle Norman. United bastards. You very quick, Chidge, and very good. <laughs> we'll have to be like that, no, Newcastle United bastards, bastards, bastards. bastards. Aye. Why are why are you why bastards? are you bastards? Right, email number. Well, it doesn't matter what number it is. It's from Brian Wolf, <laughs> the Wolf Man. We love Brian Wolf, Brian Wolf of Chicago Blues, the absolute legend that he is. And where would we be without Brian's help in the Kerry Dixon banner, uh, the Aspilicueta banner, many, many, many banners, many banners. Brian, Brian of many, if he was a medieval uh, chap over in England, he would be called Brian of the Banners, wouldn't he? He'd be called Brian Many Banners. Brian Many Banners. Yes, he would. <laughs> he yes. would. Uh. And it would probably then become, it, it would it would evolve over the years, wouldn't it? Just to Brian Banner. He would. Brian Bannerman. Yeah, exactly what it would be. Brian Bannerman. Also yeah. known as the Incredible Hulk. Hey, God, Chidge, once again, piece of information. I know. Fantastic. I know. Ready? Right. Here's the email. Hello, lovely gents and any guests. I wish I was emailing under better circumstances. But Ooh. this but this is in direct response to an email from In Off The Post Show 1064. Okay. An email from Name Redacted. Mm. Um, yeah, okay, I don't know about this. Anyway, quite clearly was upset with the loss of atmosphere and availability of tickets for members, specifically complaining about the growth of tourists at Stamford Bridge. The emailer call out, uh, a specific instance of the Matthew Harding lower attendee who appeared to be of a Far East origin and dressed for Milan Fashion Week, labelling this person as having clearly got a ticket from a tout. This example is utterly reprehensible and completely out of character for anyone who loves this show, which has been incredibly supportive of global supporters wherever they are. Picking out someone for their ethnic looks or their state of dress, well, apart from JK's state of dress, I hasten to add, Brian, 
uh, is completely unacceptable. It's also super easy in a sport where many matchgoers are traditionally of one gender and one colour. Should everyone else... Uh, should everyone else who looks different from the majority suffer the same fate and judgment? What about fans such as myself, who are likely afforded no suspicious treatment because of our looks, only to reveal ourselves when we open our mouths? Yes. People buy tickets. That means they are deservedly there. They can dress however they like and do whatever they want. I personally do not care where that person is from or if they're dressed for cocktails with the Sloan Rangers after the match. Bloody hell, Brian. Sloan Ranger is a term I have not heard since the mid-80s, when they were a thing. Was it the late 80s? It was all Princess Di's fault, wasn't it, oh, it was mid. It was mid. It was mid. It was mid-80s, wasn't it? It was mid, because I was going out with a girl. 79, in fact, they were, they were the Sloan Rangers. Well, well no, no. Yeah. It, was, it, it was Princess Di, and she became Princess Di in 81. So I think it was mid-80s. Sloan Rangers. No, no, no. No, no, no. Sorry. So my sorry. wife has a copy of the Sloan Ranger handbook, mate. Do you want me to go and get it? Yeah, yeah, but, she, but no, but my my oh, an ex girlfriend was teaching Princess Di um, dancing in that period before she was uh, going out with Charles, and they were referred to as Sloan Rangers then. Okay, I stand corrected. You are I'm older. Sorry, was, you are older was, and wiser. That was seventy nine. You were older they, and wiser. Because um, she lived up the road in Chalcott's Chalcott Road. Did Di? Yeah. So uh, it was all a bit. Um, uh, relevant at the time because she mentioned this girl and uh, she'd been teaching who was uh, who was a dreadful Sloan. She said, "Well, mm. so I'm would, sorry to be no, no, it's okay. I was only 14 at the time. Yes, yes, and I was 41. Exactly. So it was easily done. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, or if they uh, are dressed for cocktails with the Sloan Rangers after the match, I care." that they are there to support Chelsea. And if they're not, I'll work to encourage them to do so or work to change the system so future tickets can go to people who do care. But to pick these people out as easy targets and blame them for the actual problems we have at Stamford Bridge is sad, wrong and encroaching on the worst parts of our history. I often hear the word tourists at Stamford Bridge as if this is end-all, be-all reason why tickets are in short supply and atmosphere quiet. Despite a fair few tourists... They're hardly the main problem. Two main problems are bad atmosphere and lack of available tickets. We have 29,000 season ticket holders from 37,000 seats. The data would support the majority of those season ticket holders are local, proper Chelsea supporters. If there's a problem with the atmosphere, who is the biggest constituency of ticket holders responsible and therefore also the one with the power to change it? If the vast majority of tickets are season tickets and tickets being resold to tourists or non-Chelsea supporters in alarming numbers, who is the biggest constituency reselling those tickets? The answers to those questions are probably unpopular, but the truth can be uncomfortable. Until we accept that, we can't take concrete steps to fix the atmosphere and ticket problems. Positively, both problems are a core focus of the support community each year, and I feel gains have been made in each and progress will continue to be made. In regards to the email to which I responded and anyone else who may judge others on how they look, be better. Dear Brian Wolfe, he's such a, a, a thoughtful and intelligent and sensitive young man. And uh, I think he makes some excellent points in there. Just to, I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, I, look, I, people are, people, I mean, what, as you know, you know me very well, Brian, and I'm a pretty tolerant old sausage, but, you know, I understand people get upset. 
people you know don't like the fact they can't get tickets people don't like the fact that things have changed and they have but i make i make you right with most of those points the whole the whole you know access to tickets thing is is a is an absolute minefield as you well know brian because of course you're quite involved with that as i am um and it there there are many many aspects to it some of which you've mentioned uh touting is a real real problem but it's also a problem of course because you know more people want tickets than there are seats available and until we get a bigger ground it will remain so um in terms of what's the other thing that you mentioned yeah i mean you know it's a point i made earlier on brian and i'm I'm going to reiterate it somebody i think it was uh greg gardner on mixler said that the google says that the average age of season ticket in the premier league is 44 well ours is 58 all right and i mean you're right you know the majority of them are, are people of my generation and you know, if there is a bad atmosphere, it's because we don't make enough noise. But that's because we're 58, not not 18. I think the biggest problem we have is that we don't have enough youngsters in the ground who can make a lot of noise and bounce up and down and have the energy like we did when we were kids. There are so many problems with this, aren't there, JK? It is, well, I think I said at the time when, when this was read out that it was also due to the results. If the team aren't playing well, then the atmosphere is is tends to be um, toxic or tends to be unresponsive and we let the opposition fans... Um, uh, project their bile into the stadium because they're happy that this so once famous elite um, all-conquering team is 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 in the doldrums. So, uh, but I feel slightly ashamed that I didn't speak out against this mail because I agree with you completely, Brian. I think we we just said we we I don't know what we said, but we weren't um, critical enough because I agree with you completely, and I, I'm I'm sorry that we didn't do it. I'm, Be better. I'm sorry be better people yeah. and i think so i think i was a bit um i think i just disagreed over certain things i didn't point out the fact that he's absolutely right of course that you shouldn't be uh complaining about far east origin and dress for milan fashion week um i think we i think we said little to be honest and just went straight on and sent it on to the next one talking about lack of atmosphere so um uh uh but as i say i, I agree with you completely and i apologize um I mean, I wasn't here, and I, I haven't actually heard the show. I'm I'm ashamed to say, so I don't know anything about the context. But uh, you know, just talking about um, you know the atmosphere again. You know, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you know, having been at uh, for, well, okay, just relating back to the Burnley match, um, the minute we went one nil down, yes, that's there is that sharp intake of breath. But almost, you know, not long afterwards, we all started saying Chelsea, 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 you know, which is which is what used to happen at Stamford Bridge back in the day, you know, and it's it's I find it fascinating, and I'm sure there's billions of reasons for this too. But the away support is so completely different from the home support, and I do fear that it's not just the fact that we're all getting old together, but I think too many people who go to football now have to pay a lot of money for it. So they they sit there expecting to be entertained, you know. It's no, it's not really football anymore. It's it's become entertainment. And if if you're not getting entertained, as J.K. was kind of saying, if you're playing like shit, then people moan because they've spent a lot of money on a day out and they don't want to, you know, they want to get entertained. I don't know. There's you could write a book about this. Maybe maybe Tim Rolls should do that. He's good at writing long books. Anyway, Brian, I hate you well, mate. Lovely to hear from you as always. Next, J.K. This is from. This is from Lee Pemberton. Hello, Chidge and JK. Ah, you get it. Please help me. After the last couple of games, Michael Mudrick, and there it ends, Chidge. 
Yeah, I mean, that's not me getting it wrong. I think I copied and pasted that perfectly. I just think he was frustrated with uh, with Mudrick. But, of course, Mudrick is now beginning to look a bit of a player. So, you know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we'll leave it there. After his first half against Fulham where he scored a goal. And, and it was interesting. Once he'd scored the goal, he just looked a, a completely different player. He did, didn't he? It was a great goal, yeah. too. And, really and good, good luck, goal. Jim. Good luck. Because he's such a speedster. My yeah. goodness. Well, there's a player in there. There is a there player is, in there. There is. There is. I mean, I, I, do you know what? I mean, I, I, I think Pochettino's a bloody good manager, and and I know, yeah, you know, in time everybody's a good manager, but I, I really, I trust him to get it right. I just trust him to get get a tune out of these players. I really do. So there we go. Have faith, people. Right. This is from the lovely Caroline Walters, who I can tell you is listening as we speak because she's in Mixler at the moment. Hello, J.K. Dean and guest and Chidge. If you ever return from France, well, there you go, Caroline. I am here. Proof that I did return. I was not lost in France, as uh, Bonnie Tyler would have it. Anyway, one for the teenagers. I'm sitting on my train from London to Cheltenham for the rest of my holiday before returning to the US, where we say Maryland correctly. Ha! Uh, Jenny, my ch- ha, Jenny, Jenny, my Chelsea Twitter buddy, and I met up for the Aston Villa match. She may write to you a lot. Uh, first off, Stamford Bridge is amazing. We were sat in the tourist Westview section with several other Chelsea members who have problems getting home tickets. The concessions were good. We had fullers and a pie. Actually, you know, well done, Caroline, for reminding me of that because I think I can't remember who it was who wrote. It was in part one, but it was Ian, wasn't it? Actually, it's a big fucking problem, Westview, because not only did they kick out a lot of long-standing season ticket holders. What that meant is that they had to relocate these season ticket holders to places that members would have in the cheaper options and the Matthew Harding lower, for example. So it's made it even harder for members to get tickets. And he was right. They're now siphoning members or pushing members towards the Westview, knowing that they're desperate to get a ticket by any means necessary and having to fork out a fortune for it. It's insidious and venal. Anyway, I move. Walking up the stairs to see the field for the first time was amazing. The teams were doing their warm-ups, and when, Chil- and when Chilwell came over to our side of the field, he was already clapping the fans. As we watched, he does that a lot, doesn't he? he? Does. I love, I love Chilwell. I absolutely love the bones of the bloke. As we watched warm-ups, Muds, Dither, you call him Gillette, and Jackson were practicing shooting. Dither and Muds made their shots easily. Muds, Muds is whiz, isn't he? Yes, he is, or Mudrick, yes. if you prefer. Yes. Jackson hit the post. I thought to myself, I hope this isn't a bad omen. I'm going to write the owners about the seating. The seats are too small and the leg room is terrible. I felt like I was in the cheapest economy of the cheapest airline in creation. I hope whatever they decide on the stadium, they fix the seating. We were sat between some larger blokes and not being small people ourselves, it was rather cosy. The first half, I was feeling good about our play. It was crisp and there were so many great clean tackles. We were controlling the game, and when Villa had a few breaks, the defence and Sanchez had it under control. The players I noticed the most were Caicedo, Sanchez and Connor. I was frustrated by Jackson and Dither, in brackets Gillette. The dithering with the ball by Dither and losing it before <laughs> shooting was so frustrating. We were all screaming, shoot! Very frustrated that Muds was out on the left wing all alone and no one saw him. He's got the speed and was out there waving his hand, and Colwell, Silver, Enzo, Connor would not set him free with the ball. When Muds did get the ball, he was fast. 
The one passed to Dither was so good, and Dither dithered and lost it. Urgh! When, Diz- when Dizazi scored, we all jumped up only to be crushed by the assistant's flag. As a former referee, I always tried to give the refs the benefit of the doubt. But the shithousery, yes, that's a formal term, by Villa, especially Martinez, and the total failure to deal with it by the ref was disgusting. The one thing I've loved about Chelsea is we haven't wasted much time. We ended the first half, oh sorry, the end of the first half was a clusterfuck. Three minutes of added time, and then a minute of that wasted on a Villa player who got a bloody nose not leaving the field, and then the half ends with only 90 seconds of the three minutes extra played. The second half started well, the red card foul was on the other side of the field, and we were all clueless about the review. After when they showed the event, everyone in our section was shocked. Really, is that dangerous play? I mean, I've seen worse that doesn't get called at all or barely gets a yellow. Knowing Andy Madley was on the VAR says everything, and the wimpy ref just agreed. Gusto had been good and didn't deserve that. The next 10 to 15 minutes, we lost the plot. Whether it was trying to adjust the mat to the man down or changing our players or just being rattled by the red, it was becoming scary. And then the worst happened. Villa score. My heart sank. I sat in my seat and prayed for a miracle. A goal. Just one. The Villa fans were loud and we tried to chant and sing to the team and clap the good tries, but nothing worked. Chilwell needs more shooting practice. Even with 10 men down, they played with heart and seemed to figure out the format. Although why Silva was on the left wing for a bit, I have no clue. But I think he would have done anything to get the goal back. We ended with the loss, but I told Jenny we would stay and clap the team. I wanted to thank them for the hard work, even though we didn't win. So glad to see many of the players come around and receive and give thanks to the fans. We stayed the night at the Copthorne, had dinner at Frankie's and visited the store and walked the shed wall this morning all talking about the match team and the future. Jenny and I have decided the world, uh, the word project should be banned, but we think the journey the team needs to travel is going to take some time. We also agree that the Chelsea that so many of the fans have known for the last 20 years doesn't exist anymore. This is not a bad thing. It's inevitable. Change happens. It's hard, but if you stay the same, you never move forward. Good point. So my first visit to the bridge is a mix of joy and pain. I can see the talent and I think that we're heading in the right direction. As I said in the Q&A, we need to be patient. We also need to break the fire of the manager every 6 to 12 months. We need stability for the players and the coach to come together. Completely agree. We will start to win games. All the noise from the, twi- uh, from the press and the twits on X should be ignored. The only boos I heard at the stadium was directed towards Villa and the referee, not Chelsea. We need some help up front. Hoping Brozier comes good, as he's going to, uh, going to get playing time, and so and hoping some of the injured come back soon and strong. I've been listening to the fan cast this season and hearing some negativity. We're Me. not yeah. well. No, we've all been a bit pissy, uh, you know, no, throughout the true. season. Yeah. Um, I mean, you are you are you are exceptionally good at it, but we've all been there, J.K. <laughs> you know, we're not the Chelsea from last spring. Many of those players didn't give a damn about the club or winning anything. Most wanted to leave and jumped at the chance. This team wants to be here. We have to let them become Chelsea. Caroline, that's a beautifully made point. I like that a lot. I will now listen to the Monday show over the next days. I didn't want to hear that before writing. Up the Chelsea, Caroline Walters. That's a really good email, JK, wasn't it? Really sensible. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Well done, Lovely Caroline. view as well. Yeah. A lovely view from... Uh... From, from one of these supposed people that we shouldn't be uh, encouraging to come to the club. No, no, Caroline's it's... old school. She just lives in the States. No, I know, I know. But then what I'm saying is is that is the club seem to be 
um, uh, in, uh, sorry, some people, I didn't mean we, some people are saying shouldn't be allowed in, whereas in actual fact that they're, they're entirely the people that Absolutely. Uh, that uh, one should one should respect and and give time to and uh, our proper supporters, regardless of where they are, which is something I'm always really keen on. So I think that may be what we said, actually, Chidge, in another mail was that I think we said the Dean, in actual fact, I can't remember that... Um, you know, we're 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 keen on people coming if they're proper supporters. You know, we don't we don't have a problem with that. We don't. I don't have a problem with anybody supporting the team. To be frank, I had a very nice chat with a guy who um, was was speaking to to the chap who, who, who greets people at the bottom of the stairs, um, uh, uh, Abdul. And uh, this chap said he was. I said, "Where are you from?" He's Singapore. I've just come over for the one game. You know, you have to admire that. You've got to admire that ability of people to. They're such fans. Um, I don't think they were ignorant, and I, I think uh, I think there is a place for everybody coming to watch the the team. So um, it just it's it's a shame that they're possibly going to be taken advantage of by the club just because there aren't enough tickets. Yeah, so they'll no. they'll be sticking them in in uh, very expensive seats. Yep. I mean, I'm I'm bemused. I've already got an email from somebody saying um, there are tickets available from sports breaks. And do you think, where are they getting all these tickets from for the games, you know? Yeah. I just don't get it, you know? Ken, Ken um, Roy's, Ken Roy's got, um, um, uh, I think he's the, uh, I don't know, he's like a government minister from, I shall tell you this off air. <laughs> but he might be Good after idea. a ticket and i thought you might want a cheap trip out to st lucia i'll cut this bit out Ooh. <laughs> um it's me tim wingfield by the way well done caroline fantastic fantastic email love it love it hi i wanted to commend an absolutely fantastic episode number 1066 dean mark and tony were tremendous oh chidge they're trying to get rid of us Great to hear rational, insightful perspectives <laughs> on the character. You never get that when me and JK are on. <laughs> uh, was refreshing to hear balanced and fair voices after all the hysterical discourse trending. They certainly inspired hope up the Chelsea. Cheers, Tim. Oh, no. Okay. All right. We should have a vote. See who wants to get rid of us. Yeah. I'm happy I vote that. yes. Democratic. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> we will That's recuse us. To be really, to be fair to Tim, I don't think he's talking about you and me here. No, I didn't think he I was either. Know. I've taken it personally for no reason. It's a great just for the gag, for the gag, Chidge. I, I was really hoping that that Tim's Tim was a double-barreled Tim, Tim Wingfield Digby, mm. who was very famous. That Tim Wingf Wingfield Digby used to live in uh, Pimlico because there's a blue plaque in St George's Square where he used to live. Oh. Yes. What did he do? What did I he don't get? Know. His... I, he was involved with sport. I think he was involved with tennis. Oh, it's quite okay. an interesting chap. Go, we'll have to Google him after the show, but uh, obviously no relation. Tim, great to hear from you. Thanks for the email. This is a this is a long one. Ready? I shall gird my loins. Daniel Gold. Hi, Chidge. Good old Daniel. Yeah. Who I sit next to occasionally. Yeah. All oh, right. I didn't know that. What in yeah. uh, in Aussies? Yeah, he has a seat that is his brother's got the seats. Okay. And, uh, Nick and uh, the sons go, and he comes over from the states. Daniel and. Uh, is is charming and really good fun and a sweet man. So terrific. well, there we go. I didn't know that. Uh, hi, Chiz, JK, and esteemed guests. Greetings from sunny Florida. 
Chidge, hope you had a lovely break. And JK, trust you were on the mend. A couple Thank of weeks. A couple of weeks ago, since uh, a couple of weeks have gone since my last musings, and I was feeling a little left out of all the fan cast fun. So here's my current thoughts on the latest state of play. My first thought is what happened to the summer. I could have sworn we had one, and yet the entire past five weeks of matches have felt exactly the same as the previous 40 weeks. The entire summer rebuild. Was this a figment of my imagination? Uh, It can't be. We have new names in the dugout, virtually an entire new squad of names on the team sheets, promises of a whole new direction of play. And yet... Here we find ourselves watching, watching literally the exact same performances we'd just, excuse me, just gotten over with a previously different cast of characters. How is this even possible? Literally, the only constant in this equation is us, the fans. We are the same. Everyone else is new, and yet we are still literally unwatchable and displaying relegation form already, just like the end of last season. We've averaged a hair over a point a game for the last six months we can't score to save our lives we barely even shoot we've spent one billion pounds on players and forgot to get a real center forward it's only been almost a decade since we had one so i can understand it's slipping everyone's thoughts and here's a cosmic stat to blow our minds the one we did get Nicholas Jackson has apparently the single worst statistic for all five major leagues across Europe for giving the ball away with his first touch. Basically, an elephant will control a ball better statistically. Good grief, that's damning, isn't it? So, gents, here's the debate. How can this change? Who does it change with? Can't bring in another dozen players, and who's any better than Poch? How do you make supposed world-class pros actually look what they're meant to be world class well i i would take issue with the fact that i don't i think we've got maybe well i don't know how many world class players we've got but i think you can count them on the fingers of one finger uh as the saying goes you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink i'm hugely concerned for maybe the first time i can ever remember that we actually have no leadership at the top which is translated to substandard purchases with overheads that are not sustainable without success on the pitch. We could be on a very, very slippery slope sporting-wise and more concerning financially-wise. On the bright side, I watch the games in the morning, so if they go badly, I can still go and sit outside on the beach and let the sun melt away my abject misery. As always, love the show and over to you, Daniel. Well, I'm jealous, Daniel, that you're in in Florida and able to do that. But uh, uh, hopefully, next time you come over, you let us know. It'd be lovely to say hello to you when you're uh, with uh, young JK. Yeah, we should uh, we we should um, uh, we should attempt to meet up. I agree. I agree. I agree completely, Chich. He's Hi. a sweet man. Sweet man. Uh, uh, right, 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 right. What have I done here? Oh, here we are. Uh, 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 this is from Mike Fletcher. Hi, Chidge, JK, and guest. I uh, hope you're feeling better, JK. I am, thank you very much, dear. I had COVID, would you believe, Fletch, and I had no idea I had it. It was only when I uh, took a, what you call it, a, 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 did a test and then felt a lot better because I'd had it 
three days beforehand and didn't realize. Anyway, hope you're feeling better, JK. This is an addendum to my email earlier in the week. Aha, uh-huh, we're back on Fletch. Much better last night. Yes, 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 yes. I think we may have found a star in the form of Palmer. Yes, yes, Fletch. He's very calm. He's got that quality all top players have, being able to slow things down when they get into the box. When he set up short shorts, he did just that. Yes. Thank you for calling him short shorts as well. That ball was brilliant. I think he could be a huge player for us. So welcome with our present injury woes. I Once again, I don't think these particular... It's only Nunkunku and James and Chilwell. Yeah, OK. And yeah, possibly Adios Shield. Yeah, well, very many. A lot of good performances. I thought Broja looked strong. Uh, he played well in the Fulham game, not so much in the Burnley game. Carries the ball well, makes good runs. Uh, bulldozer-like, I felt he was, but not so much in the Burnley game. Hopefully more minutes Monday. Um, Chile, for fuck's sake, I hope it's not too bad. But it is, Fletch, it is. Hopefully we can build on this now. Lion goes from strength to strength. Uh, up the chills, Fletch. Well done, mate. Very good. Very good. Good mail. Uh, thank you, Chidge. Thank you, uh, Fritchidge. Thank you, Fletch, very much. How, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, because that's our second one from Fletch tonight, and it already shows. Yeah. I told yeah. you about that narrative arc from being utterly yeah. shit to us winning it. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. We're yeah. so yeah. easily led, aren't we, really? We are. We are. I love football. Fact. I, it's, it's I love. Almost, it. Go on. It's boyish. It's almost like a. It's like a being a school kid watching. Them. Yeah, it, it is. It is. I mean, we're 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 like like we are. We're like school kids. Or we're like school kids with ADHD. You know, we 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 just whiz. <laughs> you know, our, our opinions flit. It's just so mood dependent. I love it. I love football fans. I love. I love the madness of it. Right. Uh, part two uh, of the George Spencer trio. Uh, well, it finally happened. We finally won a game. It sounds, for all intents and purposes, like we were dominant throughout, even through the reception made talk sports sound like it had a chest infection. Add to the League Cup win over Brighton, and it looks like we've turned a corner. It was also pleasing to see Mudrick get his first goal for Chelsea, as well as Brozier score after nine months out with an injury. Let's hope that it continues against Burnley, who, as we all know, can fuck off. Meanwhile... <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, I like wow. football, but not Burnley. Burnley can fuck off. That's right. Oh, God, love it. Meanwhile, Winchester City followed up from their win away to table-topping Chesham United by beating Basingstoke 2-1. However, they were unfortunately knocked out of the FA Cup 2-0 at home to Mason United. Although, if they had won, they'd have been handed the exact same tie that they got the last time they reached the fourth qualifying round of the FA Cup. Tonight... It's a home game against the penalty merchants known as Penalty 2 Plymouth Parkway before an FA trophy tie with Hungerford Town which I will unfortunately be able to uh, unfortunately be able to un, sorry that I will unfortunately be unable to attend due to prior engagements but on the 14th an international weekend why not join us at Hamwell Town you go to Parryvale station and head south and if you meet me at Waterloo I'll be going that way until next time up the Chels, George Spencer. P.S. I noticed that VAR managing to get decisions spectacularly wrong is only a problem now that it's one of the favoured teams getting shafted. If that had happened to us, then Martin Ref Support UK Cassidy would probably have started banging on about 2015 in the infamous five. Yes, good point, George. George, um, I know you asked me to come on the 14th, uh, which is Saturday, but I'm afraid I cannot because I will be going to the Chelsea Supporters Trust AGM uh, to, on Saturday, and then I will be going to this. Yes, this. 
I will be going to Black and Blue Legends, uh, which is Paul Cannaval's uh, annual do in support of his wonderful foundation, where there will be Chelsea legends, past and present. There'll be live music, ska, reggae, DJs, uh, the soul, soul DJs, keynote speakers, award-winning poet rappers, exclusive player content, you name it. If you still want to go, you might just be able to squeak in, actually. It's uh, eventbrite.com. Uh, and then search for Paul Cannaval and you'll find out all the information. 25 quid a ticket. And it's all in aid of Paul's, uh, the Paul Cannaval Foundation, which does great work amongst the community with underprivileged kids. Uh, he does a lot against knife crime and all that kind of thing and mental health. Paul, as we all know, is a lovely, lovely gent. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, talking of, uh, talking of <clears throat> events, uh, we have our own event coming up on the 22nd of October. So uh, the day after the Arsenal game, and uh, it is another one of our Troubadour gigs. It is uh, the Chelsea Fancast and the Troubadour present an afternoon with Mickey Thomas, whoop, 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 who is one of our favourite people. He's been on the Fancast a few times, and whenever he's been on, he's been absolutely hilarious. Uh, he's not been well recently, so it's, it's kind of good to see him up and about and, and basically well. Um and he's lovely, and we love him, and uh, you should love him too. But he was he was a, a brilliant signing in January in uh, 1984, and uh, I think without Mickey, we may not have got promoted or, 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 or done it in the way we did. We didn't lose a game that Nick, Mickey played in after we signed him that uh, in that run into uh, us getting promoted in 84. So uh, we're talking all about that, obviously, and uh, all sorts of other things in his Chelsea career. He's got some hilarious stories like when he jumped into gate 13 in the in the north stand uh, and lost his kit he's got great uh, stories about sleeping in the porter cabins with uh, Joey Jones and he's got great stories about shagging somebody on the on the center circle but uh, I don't want to steal his thunder uh he, he will be entertaining this is certainly not one to miss uh, he'll probably also talk about the uh, the Arsenal game which is the day before because obviously he'll be at that and of course he'll be lovely delightful and more than happy to have a selfie taken with you and have anything signed like a book or a, a shirt or whatever uh, i might take my book actually to get him to sign um and quite possibly the shirt because i can't remember if i if uh, if he signed it or not i i i was so pissed at the 83 84 reunion jk that i i can't i don't i don't know who signed the bloody shirts that i took to get signed but anyway I'll I'll do a bit of that as well. So look, if you want to come, which I'm sure you will, 22nd of October, tickets are 20 quid each. Uh, you might have to pay a booking fee. Apologies, nothing to do with us. Uh, and of course, it's at the Troubadour Club, and that is 265 to 267 Old Brompton Road. Doors will open at 3 o'clock, and we'll, we'll kick off soon after that. If you're going to the women's game down at King's Meadow, sorry, can't help it. Nothing to do with us. It's the only time we could get Mickey. So you have to catch the next one. But if you're not going to the women's game, come along to this. You will not regret it. Right. After this very short break, we will be back for part three. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Football Fancast. Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast, the infamous in-off-the-post show, where you, the listeners, send in your very well-crafted emails 
to alert me, Stanford Chidge, and him, Jonathan Kidd, the error of our ways when we talk waffle about football. Well, so far we've had lots of emails that have, as I always say, have made far more interesting points than you and I ever make. So, uh, you know, we should just assemble these people to do the show and just yeah. take a back seat, quite frankly. Maybe you know. they're good at writing and we're yeah. good at speaking. Nah, no. we're crap at speaking. No, we're we're crap at that too, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Good. Anyway, um, I'm not bad at reading, though. Let's have a go at doing this. Marcus Horberg. Um, uh, hey, Chidge and JK. Hey, love it, Marcus. You got it right. I think we'll be playing Champions League next season. Oh, bold, bold, bold. Bold. We're straight in with the positivity. We don't even have to finish in the top four, but there's a catch. We'd have to qualify for a European tournament through a cup win. Or in the league. Uh, then the new expanded Champions League format, which starts next season, will allow two teams to qualify for the tournament through UEFA's coefficients rankings, which are based on part success. Something we have quite a bit of, thanks, Tuchel. Uh, and even though we missed out of Europe this season, we sit in sixth place ahead of the likes of Man U, seventh, Arsenal, <laughs> 23rd. <laughs> And Tottenham, 27th. Well, that makes sense. Here's a link. HTTPS colon slash slash www.uefa.com slash national associations slash UEFA rankings slash club slash. I'll read that again very quickly. www.uefa.com national associations slash UEFA rankings slash club. I cocked it up reading it like that but i think you get the gist you have to put uefa rankings in on national associations on uefa if you go and have a look at the uefa site uefa.com now look i'd rather not leave it up to this chance and finish in the top four but it ain't going to be easy oh how i miss a big european night thanks for a great show marcus thank you marcus that's really interesting that's really interesting so uh through a cup win or in the league, right, right, right. You would have thought that the uh, the Chuckle Brothers, who uh, own and run the club, would have figured that out, wouldn't you? Do you think they have? Well, I would bloody well hope so, because if we yeah. win, if we win the Caribou Cup or the uh, or the FA Cup, we can, according to to Marcus, we will qualify for the Champions League because it's expanding, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we've got our, our UA for coefficient rankings are rather marvellous. Yes. Yes. I Arsenal like <laughs> are 23rd and Spuds are <laughs> well, 27th. Yeah, quite. Yeah. 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 Just show I agree, Marcus, how I miss a big European night. I agree. It, wow. It just shows you how, how far you fall if you don't get into the Champions League for a few seasons. You know, yeah. Arsenal, Man U. Yeah. There you go, it's cautionary tale. Uh, and here we go, the third of the George Spencer trio. Uh, I did tell you we'd have three from George tonight. Right, dear Chigi and Duke of Kid. When Duke, peop- Duke, Duke of Kid, I'm sorry. That's yeah. right, no, no, I, I'm sorry for forgetting that you would say that. Uh, yeah. w- when people now ask me if I like football, I say, yes, I do like football, but not Burnley. Burnley can fuck <laughs> off. Yes, indeed. I think we've established that. Yeah, yes, okay. we did. That was going through my mind when I saw that we had gone gone behind whilst following the game from Shea Bruce in Wandsworth at a lunch for my parents' 40th wedding anniversary. However, 
Chelsea hit back and secured a fantastic win, and in doing so, made Burnley well and truly fuck off. Rhyme Sterling looked like the Rhyme Sterling we thought we were getting, and I feel as though Cole Palmer is going to be an astute signing. What a pity Spurs are hanging around top spot like a bad smell. Meanwhile, six leagues below, Winchester City's FA Trophy campaign ended at the first hurdle in a bizarre 5-3 defeat at home to Hungerford after they had been held in midweek by penalty to Plymouth Parkway, whose goal, surprise, surprise, came from a penalty. However, we should, should we win at Hamwell on Saturday, we will go into the top half. Incidentally, we are at home on the 4th of November when Chelsea play on Monday and the 18th of November when it's an international weekend. What a pity some rocket scientist decided to move the women's match from the 19th to the 18th. OK, uh, until next time, up the Chelsea, George Spencer. George, I, I'm, I'm, I may well be available for selection for either the 4th or the 18th. I forgot that we were playing Spurs on the Monday. So, uh, yeah, and it is International Weekend. I know I, I texted you to say the 18th might work, but we'll, we'll, we will figure something out. We are at home, right, on the 4th and the 18th. Good. Up the citizens, JK. Dennis Friddle. Or is it Friddell? I do apologise. Friddell. Dear Uncle Friddell-o. Chief. Friddell-o, maybe? There's no O, but I like the sound of it. Friddell-o, no. Uh, dear Uncle Chidge, JK, one of the excellent Chelsea football fan cast regulars, if applicable. Sorry. N-A. Sorry, Ennis, they're not there. N-A. Shirt sponsor equals goals. The end. Happy face. P.S. Let's maintain this momentum after the godforsaken international break and hope all of our players return unscathed. Up the Chelsea, Dennis. So, in fact, have we only won since we've had the shirt sponsor? Other than the Luton game? Is uh... that what he's saying? Well, I don't know. Was it was it uh, was it uh, was it worn during the Brighton game? I don't think it was. Was mm, it? I don't. I don't know. Somebody have to somebody have to work <clears throat> that out. Otherwise, very good observation, mm. Dennis. Well, maybe I don't remember. I wasn't at the Brighton game, so I don't know. But I can't even. I, you know what? I wasn't even looking to be honest. Anyway, no. but Dennis, it's a very well made point. You may well be correct. Uh, right, Mason Owen. Dear Chidge, JK, and guest or guests, it's been or a while. No, no, no Sorry, NA, yeah. NA, uh, or NFI, in fact, would be more appropriate. M- MFI? No, NFI. Oh. Uh, it's been a while since I've written in, and I just wanted to say how I've missed listening to you both, especially together. Aww. With, yeah, I like that. That's, a, that's sweet. Thank you. With my luck, one of you will be off on the day you read the fan mail. No chance of that. This is um, this is this is this is where this is the opportunity for me and J.K. to shine, isn't it? In off the post. Really. Well, to be to be self indulgent, if nothing else. Yes, that's also true, and self absorbed, perhaps. Yeah, of course, completely. And self obsessed. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah all yeah. of that. But, you know, yeah. exactly. Anyway, we'll move and on. And shining. Shining as well. Shining, yeah, shining. Yeah. I like shining. Uh, with my... buffed well. Yeah, but we yeah. buff up well, don't we? Yeah. We do, we do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, also, credit to those who took over in your absences. You can't beat the originals, but they did an amazing job. They really did, actually. And I know I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, Dean was utterly fantastic. He is he is growing in to be a, a top-notch podcast presenter. He really is. And when I... When I finally 
you know you know decide to give this up i can't think of anybody better to hand it to than, than dean he'd be brilliant in my my humble opinion uh but uh as uh leo dicaprio said in the uh, wolf of wall street i'm not leaving there you go anyway did that, i don't remember that he did, did. Say that? i'm not fucking leaving yeah okay well, that was it there was a, an f in it wasn't there it yeah. was there we go i was trying to be polite for a change and not, yeah, you, be, you, not you, you you did well yeah. not, not be such a potty mouth like i normally am anyway my 20th birthday is on tuesday the 10th of october i'm so sorry we didn't read this out beforehand or on the day actually uh mason we could have wished you happy birthday but we're gonna wish you a happy birthday right now okay so happy 20th birthday to you mason from me and jk and everybody on the chelsea fancast well done you um it's not relevant but i decided there's no better way to celebrate it than to get a ticket to go and see a chelsea game don't expect to win at blackburn lads just another one nil loss win or lose there's nothing more i want to do than make the lonesome journey to see chelsea play especially since we're in a bit of form so i've been lured in and when i buy the ticket we'll turn shit guaranteed now i could be wrong but i think mason wrote an email in didn't he saying that basically chelsea always lose one nil when he goes so come on your luck's got to turn soon it makes it worse i'll have to stay in london for the night at great expense and wake up to get back for a uni lecture the next day but fuck it i'll survive that's the that's the spirit i'm a bit worried if if he's a a cassandra if he's a A jonah you know He's a Jonah. Yeah, I'm worried about that. I don't that. know. No, his luck will change. We will be all right. Anyway, to the football. I hate the international break, as I've basically written Wales off from qualifying for the Euros. Well, to be fair, Mason, you did beat the mighty Gibraltar 4-0 at the racecourse ground the other day, didn't you? Anyway, I'll still go to watch the games, but was expecting Kovacic to be playing for us when I bought the tickets to all the Euro, Euro qualifiers last year. I'm glad he doesn't play for us, though, as if he did that tackle like he did in the Arsenal game with a Chelsea shirt on, it would have been a red from the first tackle because the referee... That's a very good yeah, point. That's a very good point on. indeed, Mason. Spot on. Because the referees are consistent, consistently shit. Also, he's been a bit shit. Like every player who's left Chelsea last summer. Not that I wish them the worst, but that just seems to be the way it's turning out for our ex-players at the moment. I have to say, I, I, I rub my hands with glee when they end up being shit once they leave here. Tee-hee. Or boo-fucking-who, if you prefer. Um, I was looking at our run of games with a bit of doom and gloom previously. However, and I'm not saying this now due to our current form, but I honestly think we'll pick up more points in our next eight games than we have in the eight we've played. The major thing being, we aren't playing teams using a low block, I believe, and that is huge for us. If you look at the teams we've lost or drawn to, it's teams capitalising on our inability to break a low block for the most part. Playing against teams that will come at us taking into account form, players bonding over time, players finding their shooting boots. Am I wrong for believing we might actually do well? No, you're not, Mason. No. No, no I agree. I think I think he's got a good point there. Am I going insane, or is the fact we smashed newly promoted sides gone to my head? I'd love to know what you guys think about this, and please bring me back down to earth if it needs doing, or just tell me if I'm incorrect. All the best. Mason, your favourite Welshie. Yeah, you are definitely our favourite Welshie. I, I I don't know yet. I mean, we've got a week before we preview the uh, the Arsenal game, but um, I don't know. I, I think you talk sense there. I think we should do better against teams who who don't play with a low block and will come at us. Um, and actually, at the moment, our defence looks fairly resilient. Although, having said that, it was Keystone Cops for the Burnley goal, wasn't it? So 
we're capable yeah. of, of utter incompetency at the back still. But generally, I mean, statistically, we're one of the best defences in the league. So if teams do come at us, we should be capable of keeping them out. And, you know, if we get more space to attack them, maybe we'll come up trumps. I, I, I just worry that, that we're, you know, we, we over the last couple of seasons when we, we, we've, we've tailed off dramatically, I don't think there are too many decent teams in the top four that we've that we've beaten recently. I mean, Liverpool we seem to do all right again every year, and we did this season, didn't we, J.K.? But I mean, everybody else because they they they're not as good as they were, and they attack us. So that's exactly right. There's no low block being played. But we haven't had. Um, I mean, we played well against City in the cup last year, but we were horrible in the league. And. but even Burnley, when they scored their goal, they uh, they pressed us a lot. But then they went back into the block and I, uh, for most of the first half, and we and that's when we looked pretty yeah. feeble. And but, when we when we got the goal, the the lucky goal, the deflection, they were forced to come out, weren't they? They um, were. But it's um, so, I mean, City we've not done well against recently. Newcastle not done recently. Arsenal not done well recently. I mean, you know, we we have not picked up points from any of the top four for for a for too long uh and it worries me that you know that we're in that mentality at the moment where well, it's going to be a test yeah, these matches coming up going to be a test i mean look on the on the, on the slightly you know objective uh side you know it's going to be intriguing to see how we do you know yeah yeah it really is but i think we have to take our heads out of our arse and expect us to be beating teams like this like we have been used to for many 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 years i think it's now a case of like you know, the chippy underdog having a good go at them, you know, and, and see what happens. But, hey, we'll talk about that in just over a week's time. JK. It is I. It is I. Jeff Lowry. Uh, good day to all Fancast team and members. Thank you very much, Jeff. Before recent victories, I thought I'd sent you a short email, uh, which I can't locate for some reason, uh, asking if anyone knows about uh, Smiley Face, asking if anyone knows about a relegation clause in the latest player contracts. Anyway, I would like to confirm I don't think this will happen. Whatever the glass should always be kept more than half full. However, in 1971, JK will confirm the following combination. European Cup final success, defeating City and Real Madrid, stadium redevelopment and a few nights out down the King's Road. The club was later relegated in 1975 with a load of young players in the squad. Indeed, that was the case mainly because they got rid of all the best players who went on, several of whom went on to play for Queen's Park Rangers under the same manager who'd done so well and uh, f- finished second when they should have won it that year. And, you know, this because I went and watched like a lot of those matches, <laughs> watching David Webb and John Hollins play with them. Um, uh, um, who else to played centre-half? Was, was John Mortimer playing? I think he was for a period as well. Did he play for Queen's Park Rangers? Am I going mad? Um but they had uh, a good team, Queen's Park Rangers. But yeah, it was Sexton was clearly a fantastic manager, and uh, everything just fell apart. And it, I think he and Ozzy fell out as well. Didn't well, the they club had no money. That's what really happened. That was the major thing, of course. And they were selling players. They sold Keith Weller, didn't they, at the t- time for no apparent reason other than to make money from his sale because he was a he was a top player. Oh God, that really really upset me. That terrible thing of a player going and it absolutely renders you miserable um and i in fact i was watching uh, uh the video i made by eden hazard and uh it occurred to me that 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 really was a miserable moment when he left 
hasn't, and particularly because he didn't become the world's best player. I wouldn't have minded as much if he'd had if he'd carried on being brilliant. But the fact that he got injured and he didn't get on very well with Zidane, as far as I could work out, who was his hero, who played him in a very fixed position on the wing and didn't allow him to dominate teams or just boss matches in the same way that he had at Chelsea. Um, but it was really, it's really upsetting to to see players leave the club who are brilliant. And uh, that period was specifically a, a very difficult one for me um, because all of the best players left. Uh, they all fell out with each other, with some of them with each other, some of them with the manager. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, Let's not forget that the data showed last shape the data showed last season officially club world cup winners and a premiership goal tally between the start of November 22nd and March 23 of just 6 which was the worst in all four tiers of English football. But anyway, let's hope for momentum after the wins against Fulham and Burnley, a good set of results while competing with stronger opponents and stabilizing in the top half of the table before the end of the year. Yes, Jeff, I I agree with that. Best regards. Keep up the good work. Up the shelves, Chef. I, mean, I must admit, I'm taken aback by that. I thought you were about to say, it's absolutely going to be the end. We're all going to fall apart. regardless. And then you're going, oh, no, 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 no. You know, you're saying, yes, all right, there was crap data. But anyway, let's hope for momentum. So, yes, let's, for the wins against Fulham and Burnley, let's help we do, hope we do. But I, as I said on um, Monday, I think it's going to be uh, um in and out, we'll lose a couple, we'll win a couple. I think that's what's going to happen, and we'll 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 be nudging into the top eight by January, I think. But anyway, um, good stuff. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. And Jeff, Jeff sent that in via Patreon, so just proof that if you message me on Patreon, I will include it in the show. You'll stick it in, won't you, Chief? Stick, stick it in, in, mate. Stick it in the back of the net, mate. Yeah. Can't you, blue boys? Right. Oh, it's our mate Adam Adam Valzak or Valky to his friends, and I'd like to include us in that. Loving the podcast, but recently you have been repeating. Oi, 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 oi. Oh, I'm oi, so Jake. sorry. Well, oh, I've missed one. I'm I'm a twat. Sorry, my my mistake. It's David French next. <laughs> twat. It's, I I, I was a bit aggressive you. with the mouse wheel. Okay. Yeah, I get it. It, it went down really it whizzed, quickly. It but... whizzed too quickly. Right. David French is the next one. Hi, Chidge, ah. JK, and guests. Nah. Writing a quick email in a much better mood after three wins on the bounce. A much bigger test to follow, of course, coming up after the tiresome international break. But we're looking much better at last. It's just a shame Brentford couldn't hold out against Man U. Or we could have been in the top half. Well, this is true. Anyway, I could at last watch match of the day. Can't bear to watch when we lose. Sorry. And when the camera focused on the away supporters, I paused the shot to see if I could see anyone I knew. And I noticed a chap wearing a cap with a New York Yankees logo uh, lurking mid-picture. This bearded chap was looking at his phone. Or maybe an Eccles cake. And yes... I'm 99.9% sure it was the famous JK. Bit of a pointless email, I know, so I appreciate it may end up on the cutting room floor. Keep up the great work, guys. Still loving the pod. Up the Chelsea. David. David, absolutely well, not a pointless email. You've, you, JK is grinning from ear to ear like a Cheshire cat that somebody I, spotted I, him on the telly. But I'm grinning because he's absolutely right. 
because I've got a picture of it because I watched when I watched. He's framed um, it already and he signed it match himself. Of, match of the day back. I thought, hang on, that bloke in front, that looks familiar. That bloke looks as if he's, if, if that's the bloke who was in front of me. And there next to me is the bloke who nicked my jacket and nicked my programme. And he's there as well. And I thought, bloody hell, it's that bloke. I thought, hey, there I am. And I am looking down at my phone. And that's what I was doing, because I was looking down at the fact that I'd just taken these rather nice pictures that I put up on TikTok. And one of which, as I said to Chidge earlier on, to my horror, which is a picture of Palmer taking the penalty and then celebrating, has had 1.2 million views. I mean, what the fuck? God. And uh, next to it is the fan bite, which is at about 2,000. So <laughs> you know where you are. They'd rather see a picture than you hear you talk about the uh, talk about the game. But... Um, I think it's mainly because I seem to be followed by large numbers of people in uh, in Africa, which is fair enough. I do things like I just put, or even South America, I put um, uh, one minute's worth of Thiago Silva, and all I do is hold the 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 my phone up and uh, and take a picture and put it up, and that gets fifty thousand hits. So it's it's just weird that people are so keen to to look at Chelsea players. They're not doing anything. I mean, I, I try and watch the game out of my other eye while keeping the phone up just in order to, to to not be specifically watching the game through my phone, which would be, you know, slightly um, immature, to say the least. But, um, uh, yeah, it was it was great fun also to be seen on Match of the Day in that big where you had to zoom in on it and look at it. And, in fact, I paused it and took a photo because my um, seven-year-old daughter looked at it and was really delighted because she said, oh, look, there's Daddy, there's Daddy, oh, wow. Even with me, me looking down at my phone, so well spotted, fantastic. I'd like it to have been an Eccles cake. We didn't get one, or even some Benji and hot. I don't think you can. You I got, can, I got uh, Eccles cakes. Yeah, yeah. You got those from Tesco, though, didn't you? Spa. Yeah, Spa. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very but, northern. But, uh, do they have them somewhere in a? I a don't know. I didn't have time to look. Eccles, mate. Eccles cake. I know that's the trouble, isn't it? You want to try and get them, but they they're probably just made in. Are they made in Wandsworth? They're probably made in Eccles. Yeah, I don't know if they are actually. Yeah. Well, they're Eccles. Remember, cakes. There, was, remember there was a character called Eccles on. Eccles. Um, Eccles. And you, probably, you probably wouldn't be able to do that character anymore. It would be considered um, non PC. It would. It? Of course, one yeah. of our most famous supporters is also called Eccles. Um, Danny Harkins. Really? Yeah. Known as Eccles. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Good stuff. Good. Um, this is now the one from Valky. Uh, which Chidge attempted to take away from me. Loving the podcast. Recently, you've been often be repeating the only way is up. Uh, this has led me to not being able to get Yaz's single out of my head. The only way is up, baby. Does she say baby? I don't think she does. She says something else. Which I never worked out. This obviously means you will pettily repeat. There's no limit next week. No, 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 no. There's no drugs left. We won't do that next week because I don't think we'll ever said we ever would say that, even though we've just done it now. Many thanks in advance, Valky. Valky, thank you for the opportunity of doing the only way is up, and there's no limit. And I may be forced to do it again now that you've mentioned it. So thank you. Marvelous. Great to hear from you, Valky. Always is, mate. Michael Murray, another one from Michael. Dearest Stamford Chidge and Duke of Kid. Thank you. Just a few updates since I last emailed in. I've had a haircut. If you remember in part one, Michael said he wasn't going to cut his hair until we won. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I've had a haircut as we finally won a few games. Me and my dad have managed to get tickets to the Blackburn game. 
I was uh, I was wondering who is going to be in attendance that night, as I would love to get a selfie with a few of the fan casters. Uh, it's midweek, so not me, I'm afraid, because uh, I'm, I'm afraid I work down in Winchester and it's just impossible to get away and up there in time. Michael, remind me, and if you get near the cock, then I've just a- appeared, I will come along and say hello, but it has to be organised to the minute. Yeah, I mean, on the Monday show before the Blackburn game, I will do a roster and we'll find out who is going to be there. It's unlikely to be the me, though, Michael, I'm afraid, um, because it's just impossible for me to get to midweek games these days because I have work down here. But uh, there'll be a few about. Dan's usually around. Uh, Tony will be there, no doubt, I would have thought. Um, who else? The rec- Martin, maybe. Uh, Marco, obviously. Go and see Mark- Marco at the stall. You might catch uh, Mark me in there as well. So, uh, yeah, you know, we're usually around. Oh, I've got the hiccups. As we all know, Hazard has retired. Just wondering what one of his goals would you rate the best? My favourite is the goal against West Ham when he danced through the wet spam defence and slotted past the keeper. You know what, Michael? It's funny you mention that because um, the Arsenal goal, I absolutely loved. and I was, absolutely yeah, agreed to. I was privileged, privileged to be there for that. Uh, the Spur, The goal against Spurs, which I think I missed... Because I I don't know why I missed he that. Curled spot. it into the corner, top corner. But it, it it was a great goal, but it denied them the league. It denied them it, the it, league. It, so it, that, that, I, it, that hang, on, hang, on, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. It you know it denied them the league, so it's special for that reason. The the goal he scored in the in the Caribou Cup against Liverpool up there was absolutely fantastic. I don't know if J.K. remembers that one. But yeah, I, I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. but I, I I have to say I have a real affection for the goal against West Ham. Because I think at half time, I I spotted that Tony had a spare seat next to him, so I moved round to go and watch the the match with Tony, and we were having a lovely time sitting together watching it. And Eden scored that goal, and we had the perfect view of it because Tony sits be almost behind the goal in the Matthew Harding upper, and we 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 rode every tackle and just knew he was going to do it, and uh, that was special. But I think I think the best goal, the best goal is 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 the Arsenal goal for me, J.K. Yeah, because it was the the pace and the the leaving lead leaving the Arsenal players in his wake was completely brilliant. God, what a brilliant player he was, Chidge. Oh wow! I think arguably wow. arguably the most talented player we've ever had at the club. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I know, I know you 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 could generational it is you could have Charlie Cook, you could have uh, um, who in the seventies Zola, Zola as well. Well, Charlie Cook, Pat Nevin, Zola. Uh, Joe Cole might get a squeak in there as well. Actually, I mean, he uh, at his best, he was just brilliant. And, and Rob Robin as well, briefly there. But what a what a skillful yeah. player he was. But uh, I think I think in players of that ilk, kind of maverick type players, Charlie Cook, um, Pat Nevin, Zola, Joe Cole, and Hazard. I'm going to write my tomorrow morning. I should be writing my CFC UK piece on Hazard. Uh, so there you go. Right, I mentioned on Twitter that Hazard was not the best to wear the number 10. Oh, Michael. It was actually Chidge and Jukanovic. Cheeky. But joking aside, is he really the best to have worn that shirt number? I'm not just talking Premier. I mean of all time. What do you think our chances are of winning the 50 over... Oh, I'm going to read that. Okay. So is he the best number 10 we've had? That's a good... That's a good... I, I think he... Yeah, I think he probably is because... 
Uh, Pat Nevin didn't wear number 10. Did Charlie Cook wear 10? I think he might have done. He was 11 most okay, of the time. Okay, he was 11. Thank you. I'm a bit too young for uh, to, to remember that. Uh, Pat didn't wear 10. Joe Cole wore 10. Zola obviously didn't wear 10. So Huddy, Huddy wore 10. Huddy wore did. 10, didn't he? Yeah, but uh, uh, he was great for a period. Yeah. But not, almost not long enough. You know, I, I so. would say that I would say yes, Michael, actually, of all time. I think, yeah, definitely. Right, so what do you think of our chances of winning the 50-over World Cup and why have they taken a half-fit Stokes? Uh, I don't think we'll win the 50-over World Cup. It's too difficult in India. India will win it. Why have they taken a half-fit Stokes? I think I think South Africa will win it because uh, I think... Um, nah, um, no, too, think no, so. I just no. Think, Put them under pressure, they'll crack. I just think, what's his face... Um, the number five bat who just scored run after run after run in every competition he's played in. What's his bloody name? Um, Markram. Um, uh, no, Markram's playing wonderfully. So's de Kock. Um, uh, begins with a K. What's his name? Um, he's wicketkeeper, but hardly ever keeps anyone. I can't remember, mate. But anyway, but he scored, you know, <clears throat> 150 the other day. Um, yeah, but, but that I I think they're dark horses. But yeah, yeah, no, I don't think. Why, I, I, I think they've taken they've taken a half fit Stokes, haven't they? Because they just want to put him in a game they've got to win. Because he all. he is a match winner. That's why, uh, yeah. Michael. So yeah. I don't have a problem with taking a half fit Stokes. Um, I don't know. England could get their act together, but I just don't. I just I think it's just too difficult in India. Uh, I fancy India. I tell you what, my dark horses would be New Zealand actually, because you would have thought they were not as good as they were when they, they were very good when we beat them very luckily in the last World Cup. But I think they're actually better than they were then. I mean, the way they turned us over was frightening. Uh, and that, that was without Kane Williams. And so I would... Yeah, but I, I, there was a reason for that, Chidge, though, I thought, because the, the pitch changed so well, dramatically. this is also the problem with having it in India. You know, yeah. it's it's a bit like playing in England in in September. You know, it's 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 dependent on the toss, so you have got to have a bit of luck. But then you always have to have a bit of luck if you're going to win any competition. We shall see, Michael. Right. Lastly, what do you think our chances are of finishing in the top four or winning a trophy this season? I'm thinking we will finish third. Crikey, you're optimistic. As long as we keep playing like we are and starting the game as well as we finish the game, our big test is coming up in the next month or so. But like JK and most of you lot, I'm an optimist when it comes to our team. I think we will win something or finish in Champions League as long as we keep doing what we're doing. But as we know, our three wins have come against two promoted teams and JK's favourite team, Fulham. All the best <laughs> and up the Chelsea, Michael LeBeuf Murray. Um... I don't think we'll finish in the top four, Michael, because I think that Man City are better than us. I think Arsenal are better than us. Um, and actually, you know what? I, I think if we do improve, you know, I mean, United are shit. I think Liverpool are not as good as everybody's thinking they are. I don't think Newcastle are as good as everybody's thinking they are. Spurs worry me, but come on. They've had no injuries. They've got to blow up sometime because they're Spurs. So, and they were very poor against Luton and were very lucky. I think Brighton are finding out how hard it is to play in Europe and win the, and, and do well in the Premier League. Yes, absolutely right. As we all knew they would. So maybe Michael's not as far off as he thinks. You know, maybe we could get our shit together. Who knows? I think we're, I think I, I would put more money on us winning a cup. Actually, you know, and I, I would be okay with that if we if we won, if we won the Caribou. I think. You know, it would be nice for us, but also more importantly, Poch to get off the mark and to win a cup would be good for me. I would, I'd be happy with that. 
Um, and also, our, our record in cups recently has been terrible. I mean, losing to fucking Arsenal all the time, Leicester, uh, Liverpool. I mean, you know, we've had a bad, bad run in finals. So maybe we, we, we need a bit of luck in winning one of those. But, you know, maybe, maybe maybe we might just squeak in there or thereabouts if we keep on this trajectory. What do you reckon, JK? Uh, uh, I don't fucking clue to each other. Man. Jesus, God. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I think he's saying what we've all been saying. A lot of what ifs. A lot of we might and then we could and then we will and we might. You know, I, I keep saying it's just a, down to the next few. But I, I, I see... The I see the buds, you know, I see something happening there, which we didn't see before we started winning the games. I am seeing uh, a very interesting team come together. So I'm I'm uh, I feel the season will be as always. It's always interesting, but I don't think in the kind of negative interesting that we had last year or the season before, really. I think it'll be uh, um, intriguing just to see what evolves and also, I think it'll be intriguing to see who they purchase in January because they're going to purchase a couple of people. Bet your bottom dollar. You never know. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Uh, is it me, Gabriel Ewan? It is. The last. It's best to last. Your mate, Gabriel. Oh, God, oh, good old Gabriel. He's been, he's been lovely to me. You um, tweeted, dear you tweeted Lord, it, didn't you, today? Yeah. Duke, 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 kid. Potential guest plus resident fancaster, Mr. Spencer. How I like that, Gabriel. How nice of it. Nice of you to. Uh, well, is George, it George is. It is Gabriel. George yeah. is. He is. He is. He's, he's, he's on yeah, every no, every in off the post. He's on. No, I know. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, first, how good is that Hazard tribute song? J.K. You're a fucking genius. Oh, mate. Thank you. He asked for a asked for a personal copy, which I sent it, which was really lovely of him. Thank you. Um, a fitting tribute for a phenomenal player. He was indeed, perfect word, uh, a Chelsea legend with a beautiful personality. He was. There are so many great memories with the Belgian magician, but my favourite has to be the goal against Arsenal. Yep, you're not alone there. One-man attack, flinging Coquelin around like a ballet dancer, spinning Kachel... Kuch- was his name? Kossier? I can never pronounce his name. Kosselny, was that his name? I can't remember. Kosselny? Like Kuchel- an oval... Kuchelny. Shelney, yeah, like an overweight copper, special goal for a special player. Rest assured, I'll add this to my Chelsea collection of songs that one day I'll play for my future kiddo. Oh, you are a sweetheart. Thank you. Um, now, for some reason, I was reminiscing about the days following Chelsea when I was a kid back in Hong Kong during this week. Those were the days where I had very little access to watch Chelsea. The only way to find out how Chelsea do was to read newspapers that my dad brought home from work or to watch the five-minute sports segment of the TV news programme. I didn't get to watch Chelsea live on a subscription programme either because my dad decided savings are more important. Well, that's fair enough. So I never had the privilege to watch the likes of Viali and Zola play until the internet was invented and dodgy streams became popular. Despite all of that, I tried to keep tabs on Chelsea as much as possible. This is a story of the very first Chelsea match that I saw live. With, it's, it's interesting, isn't it, before I get into this bit? That's exactly what I used to do when, uh, when I was a lot younger. There was so little footage of anybody. You just you yearned for seeing uh, your team, even on a five-minute or even less, 30 seconds or anything, just so you could you could uh, just see the players. You'd, you, you tried to see them at home, but... Um, uh, occasionally there'd be teams where the 
people played away who didn't play at home. You just the joy of seeing your team on television when when football matches were a rarity was was just great. So anyway, with no live coverage of the Premier League, how did I see Chelsea live? Yes, you probably guessed it. They came to Hong Kong. Back in those days, Chelsea actually visited Hong Kong and Asia fairly often. They came to Hong Kong in 1994, 1997, 1999 and 2011. However, I only remember the last three times as I was still a three-year-old crawling on the carpet, pushing toy cars in my parents' house in Burnaby, BC, Canada, in in Burnaby, BC, Canada, in 1994. On May the 24th, 1994, Glenn Hoddle led the team to an unfortunate 1-2 defeat to the Hong Kong FA 11 with Mark Steen on the score sheet. Four years later, the Blues came to Hong Kong again for summer friendlies. This time, Rude Hullett was in charge of the team. A couple of players came for the second time. Frank Sinclair, Andy Myers, Kevin Hitchcock and Craig Burgley. Craig Burgley, I've called him Craig Burley, out of all people. It was May the 20th, 1997. Viali got a brace with Di Matteo, sorry, adding a third. Chelsea played in an old stadium and won 3-2 against South China. I remember all of this. About 10,500 people were in attendance. The likes of Zola, Steve Clark, Petrescu and Paul Hughes were also in a winning side. Then comes that time when I saw Chelsea live. I saw it on the telly because my dad didn't want to take me to the stadium. Chelsea had just finished the 1989-1988-1999 season, decided to hop on the jet and finish off on the other side of the world. They played a match on May the 22nd, 1999. I remember myself glued to the couch with my eyes on the TV the entire time. This was the very first time I saw Chelsea. It was unbelievable. I'll never forget the moment the players came out onto the pitch. They all seemed to have that aura around them. Even during the warm-up, every touch, every pass completely mesmerised me. The game took place at the newly built Hong Kong Stadium with an attendance of 13,544. The opponents had a funny name called Instant Dictionary. (laughs) That's because teams in Hong Kong would occasionally be named after their sponsoring company. Didn't that happen in Ireland? Wasn't there a a company who got, wasn't there a team who got, who were played in the European Cup who were just named after the, uh, the company that the boss owned? I can't remember who they were. Do you remember, Chidge? I don't, but I mean, oh, Wales uh, had one, didn't they? Because we were involved with them. Total Network Solutions. That's right, Total Network And then they, they changed it to TNS Saints or something, didn't they? Yes, yes. You're right, there was that one. There was another say there was an Irish one as well. Viali led the team out and played 45 minutes before taking a seat on the sidelines next to Ray Wilkins. The starting lineup included Kevin Hitchcock again, along with Albert Ferrer, Marcel Desailly, Frank Leboeuf, Graham Lasseau, Biani Goldbeck, Dennis Wise, Roberto Di Matteo, Celestine Babayaro, and Gianfranco Zola. Early in the first half, Lasso fed a lob pass towards the back post. Viali misjudged the timing and sent the ball wide. Not long after, the berth cut out a pass in midfield. Di Matteo sent Zola on an attack against three players. After a couple of stepovers, Zola slotted a through ball to Viali, who managed to hook it back from the byline towards the far post. Babayaro headed the ball over under no pressure. 
Chelsea kept pressing on. This is amazing they've remembered this. You, you rushed it down somewhere. Chelsea kept pressing on. Zola missed another chance as his curled effort went high and wide. The instant dictionary players were too busy learning how to spell Goldbeck's first name. <laughs> Desai saw the chance, came in and poked the ball away before passing to Di Matteo, who once again took out the entire midfield with a single pass. Goldbeck wasted no time after receiving the pass and snatched a shot wide. I can see with... The ball ended up hitting an advertisement board with Epson, the printing company, on it. Are you sure Instant Dictionary had that there? They were, they were they're, they're rivals. Stunned by the speed of the Chelsea attack, an Instant Dictionary player made a poor pass. Ferrer intercepted it quickly, played a simple one-two with Viali. He squared the ball past two defenders and the goalkeeper towards Zola, who only had to do the simplest thing in the world. And that was the first Chelsea goal I saw live. A simple counter-attack and a simple tap-in. Time of goal, 20th minute. I certainly wasn't expecting the most extravagant, extravagant goal of the season type of goal to be scored in a friendly, but that was enough. It was pure joy. This match is eternally ingrained to my memory. However, not because of the first goal. Instant Dictionary had a few chances, but no harm was done. On the other hand, Dennis Wise almost scored another great goal, while Viale also squandered a good chance. He said in the post-match interview that he was getting old and should probably <laughs> focus on being the manager. Second half started, almost the entire team was switched out. Ferrer and Goldbeck were the only two outfield players who maintained their spot. The rest were replaced by John Terry, Bernard Lambourde, John Harley, Gus Poyet, Jody Morris, Dan Petrescu, Mikel Forcell and Mark Nichols. Great names, great names. Should have been Bernard Lambourde, sorry. Four minutes into the second half, Gus Poyet won the ball in midfield. 17-year-old Mikel Forcell picked it up from the left wing, nutmegged one player before squeezing through two oncoming defenders. He took the ball to the top of the box and unleashed an absolute belter into the top right-hand corner. Funnily enough, for the longest time I thought the scorer was Graham Lasso, and he instantly became my favourite player, until years later <laughs> I found out it was Forcell. They sort of... Did they look alike, Chich? No, they have blonde hair. They have blonde hair, yeah. I feel b bad for such a long time. He was my idol. <laughs> you thought it was Graham Lasso when it was for sale. However, when I started watching Chelsea online and when Lasso became a pundit on TV, he never hesitates to give Chelsea sticks. At times I couldn't stand listening to him, but it definitely makes me feel less bad. The rest of the second half didn't, didn't have a lot to highlight, though Instant Dictionary did manage to get a goal. JT almost scored from a corner. Chelsea eventually won 2-1, and that makes Marks the first live win for me as well. Dennis Wise led the team to receive a trophy, and I stuck around the TV to watch the highlights of the game until they stopped showing the match. Chelsea would return to Hong Kong once again to compete in the 2011 Premier League Asia Trophy. The Blues played two games and won both. 4-0 against local club Kitchi. I thought it was going to be... Um, Kimchi. Um, they're not Kimchi. I thought it was going to be uh, something like, um, you know, um, Chevrolet Bonnet or something um, in the semi-final. And 2-0 against Villa in the final. Lampard, Drogba, Sturridge, McEachran and Torres were on the score sheet. McEachran. The ensuing season saw us lifting our very first Champions League trophy. Looking back, it was a tremendous day for me as a young lad to finally be able to watch Chelsea play. 
I didn't get the chance to watch until years later I saved up enough to buy a computer to watch by myself. Since it was so difficult to find live game access, sometimes this game feels like 500 games as I used to replay it in my head. I remember one of my dreams as a kid was to live in the UK one day so I could become a season ticket holder. In reality, I visited Stamford Bridge twice, despite both during being off-season. Now I live in Canada. One day I'll make it to the cock to buy you a lot of drink and watch a game or two live. I can promise you that. This is the story of the first live Chelsea match I saw on TV. Maybe I'll write about the first Chelsea game I saw in person next time. Up the Chelsea. Gabriel. Wowee. Fantastic. You've memorised all of this from that game. That's absolutely brilliant. Wow. The impact that game made on you. Superb stuff. Oh, wow. It's humbling, actually. Just listen. Oh, like you were reading what? it out. I was listening. It's humbling listening to that. It just shows you what oh. a connection and impact, you know, this silly old bloody football club has on us all, doesn't it? Yeah, quite remarkable. And the first game as well. I mean, it's funny actually because you, you, some of you may may know this, but Tim Rolls, our great friend, is uh, in the process of writing a book which is going to be called First Time. So people are writing in to talk about their their first Chelsea match. I'm going to contribute, but mine won't be anything like that because I was so pissed. I don't remember much about it at all, which was very much my mien during the those years. Gabriel should should give this to Tim if he wants to, Tim, because this would be a highlight. It would. Of the it's book. too long. It's about twelve hundred words. Tim only wants about five hundred. But uh, oh yeah, that wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's brilliant, Gabriel. One day you will make it over here, and we will buy you a beer, as well as you maybe buying us one. But we will buy you a beer because you've been such a great supporter of this show, and it's that's a lovely email, mate. Lovely, lovely to hear from Wonderful. you as always. Wonderful mail. Yeah. Wonderful mail. Well, they've all wonderful. been wonderful tonight, haven't they, actually? It's been a bit of an old fucking marathon of a show, but that's because we haven't done one for a while. But I'm really glad we've done it because it's, uh, it's been really interesting to hear what everybody has to say. And it's been interesting to hear them go from one position to the other during the during the, the few weeks, really, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We're such a fickle bunch, aren't we? Eh? Aren't we? Aren't we? But that's... We're kids. We're kids. We are, but that's what makes it great. That's what makes the game great. JK, you've been brilliant. And uh, that is, as I said, all we've got time for tonight. JK and I will be back on Friday, not uh, which is kind of not tomorrow, uh, a week on Friday. So the uh, the 20th, I believe. Uh, really, uh, with Dane Whittle, I should say, as well. The lovely Dane. And we'll be looking ahead to the Chelsea v Arsenal game. So make sure you come and join us. At the usual time of seven thirty p.m., I'm We're getting re- a fan in. Chich, getting a fan. We will. I cannot reveal who it is yet, largely because I haven't asked them. But uh, there is a plan to get an Arsenal fan on. I'm going to get. I'm hopefully going to get a, a big name too. And it's it's is that a long a long name or, or no, somebody well known. A, a, somebody well known, <clears throat> but nobody from AFTV. So don't don't get your knickers all twisted. Uh, right. Um, Although Robbie, actually, I've met Robbie a few times. Robbie's all right, you know. He's all right. I've crossed swords with him a few times, but he's actually quite a decent bloke underneath. Right. Okay, Patreon. If you like what we what we do, you can become a Chelsea Fairgoss Patreon and help us cover the cost of running lots and lots of shows and basically entertaining you throughout the year. Uh, actually, just if you like what we do, bung us a few quid every month. It all helps. Uh, and also, it's another good way of engaging with us if you want to. And if you want to do that, it is patreon.com 
forward slash Chelsea Fancast. If you do, uh, you will be entitled to a Kerry Dixon banner, uh, a replica of the one that's hanging in the Matthew Harding. And uh, you can join our fantastic Discord group, which is basically like the Mixler chat room 24-7. A lot of the people who write in emails belong to Patreon and Discord. You don't have to to get your email read out, by the way, but uh, it's just a lovely it's a lovely community. It's a community that we have built, and we're proud of it, and I love the fact that you are so ready to support it and us. It's uh, it's humbling again. We're very humbled tonight. Uh, now, if in off the post, if you want your email, Patreon message, Instagram post, tweet, Facebook post to be read out, uh, then generally let me have them by the end of the day on a Sunday. If you know, because uh, not that I read them out on a mo- or do them on a Monday, but we'll do an in off the post in the middle of the week if we can. Uh, the email address uh, is of course chelseafancast at gmail dot com. Now you can follow the show on all the social media at Chelsea Fancast, me at Stanford Chidge and Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd. And uh, don't forget, of course, that the Chelsea at Chelsea Fancast is the home of JK's legendary fan bites. Is it not, JK? All right, it is. There we go. JK, lovely to see you. Um, I'm absolutely exhausted and ready for my bed, but I've really enjoyed seeing you and doing this. And I'm glad we've caught up some fantastic, mate. Some all. Oh great mails they fantastic are, keep them coming keep them coming brilliant stuff. right have a good week and i'll see you friday week lad give me friday week lad right. good stuff take care look after yourself now you look out there thank you for listening see you soon until then keep it blue keep it carefree keep it chills It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.